What's up, listeners? So this is the continuation from our previous episode. So if you have not listened to part one of The Eras, be sure to go listen to that or you will be very confused on what we're about to talk about. So check that out and then dive back into this episode. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm Nat. Yeah, we're, we do. we're that kind of hot day guys. I know y'all miss my singing. What's up, y'all? I'm Teach. I like to think I'm a calm, cool, and sometimes collected one. We probably made that as a <laughs> Literally. Okay, I'm not so collected. I'm more of the crazy and unfiltered guy. But nobody likes a TV. You never get anything up. A little round up, round up. And this is another episode of A Crazy Little Thing Called. The podcast where crazy becomes relatable. Welcome to the shit show, guys. <laughs> All right, we are back with this heiress tour that TJ has so delightfully led us on up mm-hmm. until our seventh grade ish year. Mm-hmm. So now, on to the latter half of our lives. Yeah, I guess that's, into... kind of the, that's kind of the midpoint. Oh, I did that. Oh, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Leading to the more recent ish, yes, recent ish, yeah, yeah. Still um, so now time. we'll start from thirteen to eighteen, okay. which is two thousand and six to two thousand and eleven, which was such a great year. Well, so, what do you remember from that era? Which for us would be, I guess, eighth grade to high school, high school, so it's graduation. I yeah. think it's too much to even. I, this was the fun years. Say on like on. On mic. It's funny because as I was going, <coughs> excuse me, as I was going through the, I wanted to break this down. I was like, there is this lovely trajectory of up <laughs> for a long time, and then we get to an era, and I'm like, <laughs> which is funny because people like people peaked in high school, and I don't think I I don't believe I peaked in high school, but then I'm also like I feel like my fun might have peaked in high school. I think I feel like I peaked in high school, but I wouldn't say peak. High school was a peak. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. there's still another there's one. There's multiple behind. peaks. Okay. That's what I. Like, so yeah, yes. definitely, okay. I would say that. So, what do you remember from our eighth grade year on to our senior year? Jesus, <laughs> I don't even know where to, where to start. <laughs> I think eighth grade definitely. I started getting into more of like the whole. Niggas. Dating <laughs> And that, you know, came with the good, the bad, and the, the ugly. ugly. <laughs> Literally. And that that is where like I realized like, okay, well it was in fifth grade, backtrack to fifth grade to now, like I started becoming more shapely because I am a shapely individual. Mm, and you know, receiving you know attention attention from, from everybody suitors. and it's just like yeah it definitely was i remember that kind of peaking at around that time and then going into high school i remember like just high school in general you know having so much fun with just being a cheerleader so i have started off as a cheerleader ninth grade and then just like meeting new people mm-hmm. and then just kind of being like this sounds so wrong but it's just like 
I felt like I was the shit. One of the popular ones. That's fair. But then still looking back on it, it's like self-esteem was shit. It was more very like superficial, <sighs> but I had fun. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's just like, you know, you're receiving attention from here and there. And then I just remember, of course, that was the years where me and my brother went at it because mm. I kind of encroached on his shine. He was always on his big neck. And so he was a junior when I got to be a freshman and mm-hmm. everybody knew me as Big Nick's little sis and yeah. all his friends wanted to talk to me. And, you know, I feel like that's just kind of normal that all the upperclassmen, mm-hmm. men would just talk to, why the say younger men, people? boys would talk to but all shit, of the That was incoming. literally what we were, when I remember y'all specifically, whenever we were in middle school, the high, the Ozan people would come walk to Odom and pick up so-and-so. It was so so predatory. Like, well, actually, I say predatory, but when I'm looking back at it, it's not predatory because it- They were also underage. Exactly. They were just older than us. Exactly. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, it's not bad, but it still is bad Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's just like- we was too grown to be young. And now I think it's just worse. Like, Yo. it's worse. Yeah, the age gaps are... Well, we say that, but then it's like, well, we were in high school. There were literally coaches that were, yeah. you know, those times. Um, but again, I say y'all, because now nah, I was a saint. <laughs> well, let's go back and forth, because I feel like, I, like I said, I don't even know where to begin this era. And I feel like as um, you start talking, I could piggyback <laughs> off of some things, because just so, so much. I remember eighth grade... Oh, God, it was so fun. So I ended up being Mr. Odom, which was very fucking random (laughs) for me. And because as much, I think the thing about that era of my life, or even just like even going through high school, is being quote unquote popular, but I never cared to be popular. It was like, I was like campaigning to be, I was just like, I'm going to be myself. Like I had a great group of friends around that time. So I was just like, I'm just being myself. Mm -hmm. So even during the middle school era, which I think the only thing that got me that quote unquote title, which is weird because I need to find that yearbook to, I think I have that yearbook. I have it. I have it. Cause I only bought the only yearbooks that I got, I got seventh and eighth grade, but then I also got just senior year high school Mm -hmm. is the fact that because I went to this white ass middle school, and I knew all of these people. Yeah. But then I also, throughout our, my middle school career, like, made friends with so many black... Like, it was such a melting pot of things that I think that has shaped the duality of me because mm-hmm. I come from... I can see, sadly, a white people's perspective on something. Um, but then also, like, I was a nigga. Yeah. Like, in the day, so, like, I was cool with... The, and I played sports, so it was like, I got to know all these people, but then I still had the core of what... So I think that's what got me that. But I never tried mm-hmm. to be like this popular person. And even throughout high school, like my self-esteem, again, was shit yeah. throughout all of that. Like I look back at photos of that time and I'm like, nigga, who the fuck did you think you were? And then that was the year I had my birthday party when I turned 13. <laughs> around, and everyone came. I was just like, this is so crazy. But then I look back at photos and I'm like, what were you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> who did you think you were but like because didn't that, you have a limo i had a limo for my vip we went to fucking ryan's we went to a think, buffet was i in, you probably were i don't think that i was you know what if you weren't it was because yo nah actually i don't remember why you wouldn't have been that 
Maybe you couldn't come because you came to the party. I huh? came to the party, but I don't think I was invited. I don't think VIP. we were that close. We then. weren't. I don't we think weren't because so. I know Taylor, and I was close with Taylor. I wasn't close with Wesley because I remember Wesley used to pick on me so <laughs> because I was so uncomfortable with my weight mm-hmm. at the time. And then I used to like pull my shirt like this, and Wesley used to always make fun. But Wesley and Taylor were best friends. Yeah. I always be around Taylor. So she was there. And but Weston was just always no filtered, <laughs> which still to this day. Um, but yeah, maybe not. I know for sure Taylor was there. I know Paris was there. Because I the remember time. the Chelsea. party. I don't. I remember because it was like fifteen of us. Not being. I was like, what? The It was a different time. <laughs> remember fundraisers? I would never make it at the top to be able to do Me like, limo stuff or what either. That's why I wanted a limo for my <laughs> birthday because I was like, shit, I'm gonna get this limo. Um, so I remember that eighth grade year, and then I remember going into ninth grade and going back into that little fish in the big pond mm-hmm. again. Because in eighth grade, it's like you had amassed this popularity because yeah. everyone knew you because you were at the top of the food chain for the most part because you're an eighth grader. Mm-hmm. But then I remember going to ninth grade and being like, oh, here we start all over again. I, I feel like that's probably where cheerleading helped me because mm-hmm. I started school before because of cheerleading. Right. So you got to meet the upper in, class when it came. Knowing that mm-hmm. I was like a chair that helped me not feel like a little and a little fish and so for me i had the because i played basketball seventh grade grade year and i played it like all of my life and i planned on playing in high school and then the summer i went to summer basketball camps before the the summer before ninth grade year is when i partially i hyperextended my knee and partially tore my meniscus meniscus. we'll go with that at a basketball camp Mm -hmm. and then never played again mm. because I, I will never forget being at that basketball camp that summer and just being we were playing this game called hero where it's like literally you start off and it was like two half courts or whatever and you would try to you had so many seconds to make a shot yeah and progressively each round the time would get shorter so you have to find ways to you know do this and then eventually it went from being half courts this way or quarter courts I guess is what it would be to then being you're at the full court having to make this shot in like two seconds and I remember, we were still in the quarter thing, but I remember going, I remember throwing the ball ahead of me and running after to get it, and I made the shot. But then after I made the shot, he passed the ball to the next person. I remember sitting or like going to the sidelines and not being able to bend my knee. Ooh, that inflammation just hit, huh? It hit, and I was just like, this don't feel right. And I remember going to, at the time, I, I don't, it wasn't, was Coach Simon over there? Because it was at Cathedral of Faith Church. Mm-hmm. It was at that one. And I remember not being able to bend my knee. And I was just like, this, something's not right. And I remember them being like, oh, no, it's okay. Just rest it. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So never went back. Because even now, like, my knee still pops when I work, when I walk, when it gets, you know, temperatures. <laughs> and so I remember never going back. And I remember my dad asking, like, are you going to keep playing? Like, what are you going to do? Because we need to train. Because high school's going to be a different beast. And I just remember being like, no i'm good i'm not and so i felt weird because going into it like i felt like i was always playing basketball because of my dad and i was trying to make him proud and bullshit so going in but that summer was also when i lost a lot of weight Mm -hmm. so i was going to high school feeling more confident but mm. but i also remember like knowing a lot of people because around this time i think set eighth grade year was when odin played marshall and that's when i re-met eric Uh and that's when he'd be like I text you every year for your brother what are you talking about and I'm like nah I don't do that <laughs> so we got cool and he was like I'm going to Westbrook and so I was like oh shit because Kyrie at the time had moved to Dallas so I was like okay I have a friend there so we were cool and then I remember 
um, ninth grade year, I remember going to orientation because this was back before there was fish camp. Yeah. We didn't get that luxury. I remember just all of these people. And I've always been very self-conscious. And I just remember being like, this is going to be fucking crazy. And I remember, like, luckily going into it, like, I knew a lot of people from Odom. So I was like, okay, right. cool. And then seeing other people that went to Marshall that I went to, which I was like, okay, maybe this would be good. But I was still like, there's older people. Yeah. There. But then I also remember going to classes and luckily being in there with people that I knew and then slowly meeting. I think eighth grade year was when, because I went to, we went to Odom, and there was Coach Croft. Mm-hmm. And then I remember thinking that, Kendra was her daughter. Yeah. But then ninth grade year, were you in? No. Uh-huh. We had Miss uh Miss Boyd. And I was in there with Kendra. And it was me, Kendra, Quentin Pollard, Laurel. All of us sat together and I was like, I know your mama. And she was like, Who? And it was her sister. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so like making these connections. And so ninth grade year was such a fun time. We used to have mole day. Remember that? Yeah. Where they would do the random science shit and then I don't think I was, I was so, I didn't want to do any extracurriculars because at Odom I was so involved in yeah. everything. But ninth grade year, I don't remember doing shit. Well, see, I remember for one kind of going back to eighth grade into ninth grade, mm-hmm. I really wanted to go to Ozan because the dance. friends that I had at that time were going to Ozan and mm-hmm. like I wanted to be in the dance program and I played volleyball outside of school oh, really? you know with that. them. And mm-hmm. I, we would Molly always, and yeah. Alexia and, and so they were all going to Ozan, and like her Molly's mom, like taught was a coach. Yeah, a she? coach at Ozan, and it's just like I want to go there because I'm gonna like in the summer. Like I already knew it, and I was mm-hmm. like, no, you're going to Westbrook. Blah, blah, blah. We're not going to two different schools. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm so grateful that I went For to Westbrook. Westbrook. Completely loved it, and so going into ninth grade, like I said, I decided to do cheerlead, and like. Obviously, you know I have a similar story to knee injuries, but that happened later on. Mm. Like, well, that's still during this era. Though. Yeah, so, but it was like my 11th grade year. 11th was grade, that the summer before or the summer after? It was the summer after? before because it was 11. 2009. And so I went into school that year on a brace because. And, and that cost so Funny much enough, so habit. also during this time, well, going back before I addressed that, was when my. I got into the fight with my stepdad and stopped living with my mom. Mm-hmm. So that changed things for me too because I would never forget in this also. I would never forget when that happened. And I remember like talking with Eric and Val because I was during that era of my life, ninth grade year. I would never forget. Oh, God, such uh, fun times. But I remember that happening. And then, like, I don't know if it was like a week or so later, like talking to Eric about because that happened. Did that happen during 10th grade year? I don't remember when I don't know if Val had already passed or not when that happened, but I think that was during the time where me and Eric were like super close. But blah. I remember talking about that. He's like, well, we would have had your back if it would have. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, so ninth the summer after ninth grade is when Val passed. I remember that being a whole mm-hmm. big, big thing. Cause at the time, like we sh- I remember him, like him and Eric were always close, and I met Val through Eric our freshman year and then he was also talking to my sepsis at the time and we I, him and Eric got into it so Eric kicked him out of his locker so he came and lockered with me that was during that time when we had lockers <laughs> oh, and shit lockers. I love that Ugh, literally and I, god that was such a weird time and I remember getting that call from Keith uh, did I, no yes I got it from Keith and I remember thinking it was a prank and I was like fuck 
mm-hmm. when it actually happened. I remember going there and that being a whole thing. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was weird. That was, that was a, a rough. That that was the damper going into tenth grade year. Mm-hmm. But oh shit, what did you just say? You said oh you, uh, volleyball, and I, so I think it was funny enough because I don't think we got close. We took Miss Gig together tenth ninth grade, grade year. It was ninth we grade? Took Miss Gig ninth grade. Because yeah. she put us on to what Starbucks drink. Uh, cinnamon don't say latte. Yes, she put <laughs> oh, us on. I'm thinking Miss Gertz. I took Miss Gertz. That's what Wesley knows. I didn't take. Yeah, Gertz. that was with Wesley. I took Miss Thompson. Oh, you did? Yeah, she was math school. teacher, but gave yeah. social studies. Social studies. Our freshman year, we took that together, and there was because that that's how we got close. It was me, you, and Jermika had that project together. We filmed something at your house. It was something that we did, and I think that's what really got us closer as uh-huh. friends. Because I remember literally going to meet at your house and we had to do something where we filmed in the backyard or at, what's that school right by you? Callwood. Callwood. We went to the fields behind that and recorded something. I feel like I do remember that. I don't remember what the project was, but that's how it was us three. Because you were friends with her. I went to elementary with her, but we had you. Um, (laughs) And I remember that being the first time really being around her, but we got partnered up in that thing. And that's how we ended up getting closer because we spent time. I think it was in the summer. It was a summer reading something we had to do, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. But yes, so I remember that's how we became cool. And then while you, when you had your injury during the thing, because we were, we weren't trainers then. Junior? Mm-hmm. But before you had your injury, we weren't trainers. We didn't mm-hmm. start till junior, right? Yeah, I didn't start till junior. We, uh, I was at, there was this program, Texas Governor's Program, and I was at Lamar that summer mm-hmm. doing the college prep thingy because I was besties with Skyler <laughs> at that time. And I remember going, doing all that. And I remember coming back to school and you being on crutches and being like, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> yes, I remember that. And then I don't remember a lot about 10th grade year. I remember because so ninth grade and 10th grade, I was a cheerleader. And then 11th okay. grade, that's when I had stopped because they made me pick right. between volleyball and cheerleading. But I remember ninth grade and 10th grade year summers, like obviously that was the summer going into ninth grade too, Mm -hmm. was our cheer camps being so freaking fun. Like Mm -hmm. cheer camps were like what you see on On cheer. (laughs) (laughs) They're just fun. They're exhausting. You meet a Mm -hmm. lot of people. It's really cool. And just like, I think too, Knowing the mm-hmm. upperclassmen because we had the big sis, little sis type of deal. Right. Um, and they took that shit. seriously. Like, we got presents. We got, like, I remember. I mean, Paris. I remember Paris talking about this shit. I think Lauren. Lauren Cummings? Lauren Cummings was my big sister one year. But then I think Chutney was my big sister another year. And, like, I just remember, like, looking up to them because they were, like, the mm-hmm. older girls that were, like, mm-hmm. the popular ones and the pretty ones and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it was so interesting. But then I think, like, when I started playing volleyball, I just loved it way more. When I started playing volleyball there, because mm-hmm. I was still playing volleyball outside of school, oh, oh, okay. um, like in the summers and stuff. Um, but no, I think sports wise definitely shaped me as well as student council and SGCLA, like the extracurricular. I feel like. I don't know. I think I was just so involved in extracurricular activities because school just came so easy to me. So, I, and I'm glad you said that. It was that. just so opposite from my brother. 
And mm-hmm. I just, I literally didn't try, which I tried because I cared about school, <laughs> but it was like, you didn't have to do nothing. I did nothing. And I am so grateful for me being mm-hmm. that person, but yes. I remember not really like caring about my grades because I knew that it was going to come gonna, easy. It was going to be A's or B's all the time. Like I never made like, a C. <laughs> I, I think the only time that I struggled, quote unquote, was in math freshman year mm-hmm. because it was geometry and I was like, ooh, this is new. And math has never been my strong suit. So I remember that being a thing, but every other, cl- like, skated. Literally. Like, I remember, I, again, I don't remember a lot of 10th grade year, like, thinking of what stuff, because you were involved before, because I think you're the reason that I joined FCCLA for sure. Yeah, I was Junior in that 9th grade Because <clears throat> you were in, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember joining that, I think that, I joined Key Club, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, my freshman Yes, that was the first thing that I joined, because mm-hmm. I was like, I knew some people that were there, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I was in Key Club for all four years. I didn't join anything else until junior year when we became trainers. I joined FCLA. And then Ready, Set, Teach was just... It's and I didn't join that till senior year. Yeah, because it was just me and Kiana and for, yep. Haley. Yep, yep, yep. Our first... But I'm trying to think of some... Mem- I remember so vividly, because we were the first two that became trainers. It was yeah. us together. And I remember those that random days. so much so fun. fun. Yeah. I remember... The, did Courtney... Name Courtney. Courtney yeah, was you with and us. Courtney. Uh-huh. It was us three, but I remember Quentin was there sometimes. It was us. But three. he kind of he was there before us because he was Coach Simon's like nephew or yeah. something. They were somehow related. So he it was him and Chandler mm-hmm. that used to be, and they kind of phased out. So then Courtney joined when she was a sophomore, I think, and then we joined. When we were juniors. Yeah. And I remember the the random we would make runs before practice to go to Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Or and we would way. get drinks, uh-huh. yes, and we would get our little slushies, and we would sing. Do you remember the two songs that were like our faves back then? Was one leave get out? I feel no, that's like old. That... that's back in the. I I, I know them. Oh, and we when we lived together, we we used to sing them all the time. But it was speeding by Amori. Oh God, I remember that. <laughs> and it was crawl by Chris. crawl crawl. Yes, I do remember that. And we that. used to listen to that in Everybody Lil Row. In, in Lil Row, go and get our little Sonic drink before we came back to practice. Oh, I remember that was a good, good fucking time. Do you remember eating double? Was it double day? Oh my God, that pizza was terrible. Chewy, it was chewy. <laughs> we used to be hungry, but tired of chewing. <laughs> oh man, no, those were those were. That was some good times. I just remember I enjoyed like, cause it's just like when you're the only girl surrounded by so many guys, obviously like- It was just you and Courtney. It was just me and Courtney. Mm -hmm. And it was like going to like different campuses where I felt like they were bigger than us, us, like North Shore and stuff like that. And seeing like, thinking at this point, like these are men. Because I think I whenever, during the, I think it was our, our junior year when we first started, it was just me, you, Courtney, and Quentin. Yeah. It was us four. Because uh-huh. Chandler, I think, had graduated because she's two years? Uh-huh. Oh, she was a year, two years older than us, right? Two years, yeah. So she already graduated, so it was just us four. But then I think, I don't remember if Quentin did it our senior year or not, but I remember going to all those schools, getting out of school early. I remember yeah. the pep rallies being fun as fuck. Oh my God, pep rallies were amazing. Uh, so many good times from that. I remember... I remember because you were always in Stuco and I remember just always being so scared because I didn't want to run for nothing because I was like, people don't like me. Yeah. And then finally, I remember senior year finally running for something. I remember I I didn't think I was going to win anything because it was me, 
Jeremy, Alexis Campbell, and Bria, and Thomas Barrett. <laughs> and so it was all these black people and him. And I was like, oh, we're obviously splitting the black vote. And when they said my name, I was like, what? What is this? But I also remember we were in dual credit in the in the uh, cafeteria before, like, you know, like we didn't have class or whatever. I'm so never taking dual credit, but I remember y'all. And I remember being so bittersweet about it because Kiara was in dual credit. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I ran was because Kiara was president mm-hmm. all of our lives. <laughs> so we were just like, Literally. she had been president for freshman, sophomore, junior. And so we were like, we're going to run this together. We're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And they didn't announce her name. And I was like, yeah. ah, well, this was next it? thing. It was Stephanie. Stephanie yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was very awkward because I was there with Kiara. And I was like, this that is was very uncomfortable. That's literally the reason why I ran. Because I was like, me and my friends, we're going we to run this shit. And then for not, and I was like, this- I think I just joined student council ninth grade year. But I think I ran for executive executive board 10th grade yep so i think i was vice president of the executive board yeah because it was you and mariah walker right or no you and um courtney uh, too ca- uh, come camilla cabello no. <laughs> tuna who <laughs> uh <laughs> i don't know what charlie atkins <laughs> oh yes now y'all called him tuna that's what I know him from um, Jacoby and them. They called him too. Which is funny enough because I remember he was on their together. team together when I went, got to get out of school early to go watch them play. Yeah. No, and I remember his mom because his mom was Kelly Atkins uh-huh. on the news and shit like that. No, high school was amazing. I loved high school. Oh, not to mention homecomings. That was really my thing. <laughs> Every year it just started freshman year. I was like made homecoming court. And then it just kept going. Mm-hmm. I've been homecoming court every year. Yo, it was just just yeah, did we, not yeah. win homecoming queen. I'm telling you, you could have sworn that was a moment. Everybody died in my family because I because that, that night worse night ever. Because also our our senior year homecoming that was because the game and the pep rally didn't happen on the same day, right? No, actually, yes, it did. It was during school, but then the game happened. No, because the home that would be the bonfire after the pepper. I think the pepper happened before. Oh, bonfires! bonfires but they took that away, away from us. That was so much fun. Did they take it away our senior year? I don't remember. I just remember there was some one of our homecomings. I remember because Paris was captain or co-cap or some shit, and I remember she fell mm-hmm. during the thingy because we we're all supposed to go to the movies afterwards, see some scary movie exorcism something i don't know what it was but she fell and she was like pissed because she had said she didn't want to do this but they made her do it and she fell and she was the only one that fell and she was like this is my i don't know if it was her senior homecoming i think it was junior year because we didn't have a bonfire our senior year Mm -mm, so i remember her being mad about that and like that being a whole ruined thing but bonfires used to be so fun until they started fighting all the time because people from other schools would come and they would fight but oh man homecoming used to be Oh, that's why so I feel fun. like and they I, don't do nowadays in schools. There's not so many things, but for good reason. But it's mm-hmm. just like it takes the fun do, out I, of do, it. Do you know my only year going to homecoming? The homecoming dance was senior year. Really? Only, I, again, so subconscious. Um, I never went to any dance outside of senior year because twerp. Never went to twerp. I never went oh to my <laughs> freshman year when it was Mardi Gras thing. Freshman year, because you dressed alike. Yep, and it was the Mardi Gras theme. And I remember everybody having their yellow, their gold and purples. And I think you went with... Ben. I went with Ben Goodman. Ben Goodman. But we had 
pink polo shirt mm-hmm. and jean bottoms. And so mm-hmm. he had blue jeans and I had a blue jean skirt. <laughs> like that dates. That tells you that's the date. Like, but yeah, I, I oh, never went to white any of Air those Force ones. <laughs> yep, with probably different color laces. <laughs> My God, yeah, I don't. I think I went to all of the homecomings, but Mm-mm. I, I can only remember the first I went and the last. To I'm not, I went to homecoming my junior year as well because Kayla, Kayla uh, McCloney, mm-hmm. who was my mom's my mom's beautician, like we grew up together and she needed, wanted a date. And so I was like, sure, I'll go. But I remember like leaving before it was over and I went with Paris and them to somewhere because I didn't give a fuck. Like I was thinking about that. But that was my first year going. I didn't go to prom except for our senior year. I think I went to homecoming my junior year because I went with Westland? Yes. I went Westland because that was the year we were at, at, at Lauren Trotter's house. Junior. During that whole yes. moment. And I remember that being a big ass thing because I remember Kanaya saying some shit was a red set teacher and I wanted to forget that. <laughs> I remember that. I remember, oh God, actually high school was messy as fuck too. <laughs> but um, I remember so much of, I remember first I was the, I ended up being elected either junior or senior year the first black officer of Key Club. I remember that because it was always white people. I was the first guy in Ready, Set, Teach throughout that whole history. Yeah. And then I ended up winning senior class vice president. And I was a French club president. I was on National Honor Society. And, and was those are the three things. things that I was never in. Key Club, National Honor Society. Or you did? You were in National Honor Society? You were too smart to not be. <laughs> I think you had to pay something to get in or something. You had to have a certain GPA, and yes, there were dues, yeah. quote unquote, to have a due, which is just like we had Stuco dues. Yeah, but I think I, I think I was so involved in Stuco Everything. that I was like, I don't want to be involved in something else. I wanted the cords. I was worried about graduation because again, everything was so easy. Yeah, like yeah. I think like our senior year, I had one real class I had taken that was AP Biology. That was it. Everything was, else was electives besides dual credit. Mine was English and AP Biology. Because I was in dual, I was not dual credit. I was in Pegasus English. So I was ahead oh. from Odom. So I took dual credit English mm-hmm. and history because I was in AP history. And then I, the only thing I wasn't, I wasn't AP Biology, but IPC didn't count. Yeah. So I had to take that one more thing. So that was the one had, real yeah. class I had. I took like sociology and psychology and I would always be in the studio office. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. you had a fourth period. Fourth period. Mm-hmm. After ready set teacher, we did nothing. Shout out to Miss Tanner. Love you, Miss Tanner. I loved it. I loved it. Kind of going back to the dances. I and I'm like, how, how did my? Why did my mother let me do this? What did you but do? like, so I remember going to homecoming. I went to homecoming freshman year with Kiera and Joe, her cousin. I just remember we're been at our house. I have pictures. Miss Miss Kathy was there, like we just took pictures outside. Mm-hmm. But my tenth grade year, I don't recall me going to a homecoming, but I went to two proms that year. Tenth grade. So I went okay. to our prom with I went to Westworks prom. Uh, somebody in my brother's grade, he had asked me mm-hmm. last minute. And who else? Tevin for legacy. And I just remember that That's being so, my, so cool because my again, cousin just graduated from their private school and mm-hmm. they had like a bit more funding and all that stuff. I yep. was like, okay, this is fine. Um, but that, yeah, for junior year, I don't 
Oh, that was the year that we mm-hmm. went for homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, but just and we know, helped, remember we, we threw a spring fling with FCLA. Or was that senior year? We did, and nobody really cared. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> And fun. we were like, yeah, and we're stopping. We were done. There was decorating all day. Yeah, I do remember that. And we were going to the Rockets games. Oh, oh and us competing. Literally, <laughs> do you remember that? I you do. and Kiana went to Nash. Or got well, we could have. Could have, but y'all didn't. Yeah. Somebody did. I think because you had to pay. Them. Yeah. Um, Mamie. Mamie, I think did that her go? group went. I don't remember because it was me, Taylor, and Megan. Well, and because I was like officers in FCCLA and Stuco, we mm-hmm. had conventions that Y'all we would went always to. Uh-huh. See, and I was an officer in FCCLA, I think just senior year, but I don't remember what, the, no, what no, I was. No, I was a regional officer. Oh. So that's why, that's where I got into it with Miss Slater. Like, right. We oh, would, yeah, because you started Slater. Uh-huh. And we would, um, when I would go with people, it would just be mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and senior people mm-hmm. who... I was the only freshman, but no, that was, that was interesting. It was, it was cool. Um, I will say that prom kind of made up for the not winning. Yes. Cause you got homecoming queen. And so. I was pissed because it was funny. Cause it was opposite. Like I ended up winning vice president and then lost. I think I was most dependable as well. Therefore, but I was like, fuck it. I don't care. Cause it's prom. But then you had lost that, but then won that. So I was like, Oh, my friends. Cause you and Eric. Yeah. yeah. yeah at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, funny enough, going back to freshman year, I remember Eric had been friends with Mark, like at Marshall, because that's how they knew each other. And I remember hating Mark because he was so fucking extra. Just <laughs> extra. I remember being like, what, this young kid, like he just too much. And I remember freshman year, I don't remember what it was because I, I didn't fuck with Mark at all. Or I guess it was my, our sophomore year. You? Right. It was our sophomore year, his freshman year. And I remember we were having a conversation with, I don't remember who the fuck it was. And it was something, and we knew that, I knew they were lying because we both knew the same information about this person. And so they said it, and then we were like, are you sure? And then me and Mark just look at you like, do you know what I know? <laughs> ever since then, like we just Do clicked. you know what I know? Literally, until that, yes, that moment. And literally that's why I ended up going to fucking college with these niggas. <laughs> <sighs> but I'm trying to think of what else senior year. I remember Project Graduation being so fun. I remember, do you remember what fucking ghost hunting? <laughs> I just remember doing so much. Don't I remember shit. like our parents just letting us. But I think because they knew that we, we were, were good so kids. Smart like kids. we were we were so smart, our priorities were, were taken right. care of. Literally. And so just have fun. Like we were bad. Because we oh, well I drank the I didn't drink. I didn't drink at all in high school. Like at all. But it my was first all time safe. drinking was prom night. I feel like it was all safe because we would all, it would just be house parties. House parties. Like, mm-hmm. we were. Where there was adult supervision. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think about teachers. That's what I do remember so many times. Taylor Canoe Canoe's parties. House parties during high school. I feel like it was always after a football game. Yep. Always. Like, that was just yep. so, so fun. Remember Jeremy's fun. house party that one time when his parents were up town? Uh, and he got in trouble. Because, well, the cops came. Yeah. And people were just, somebody got caught on a fence. I recall that they were trying to jump the fence and got caught or they broke a fence. I think I just went to your house yeah, <laughs> I was with street. somebody. <laughs> but I remember that. But the funny part, I was staying there. I was staying at Jeremy's house. I was like, fuck, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, so much fun. And I, I think, I, I feel like I said this to my mom before or like maybe as I was older, but I was just like, we could have been doing drugs so and so much more. 
We, we weren't. weren't. And so I think that's why they just let they us. They just do what we were doing. And it was literally the fact of, I, and that's the crazy thing about like now today's parent, or when I was talking about the conversation with my uncle and them, it's just like, it's going to happen. Yeah. Regardless. Just, so yeah. you just have to trust that you raised your child good enough to, because like my curfew was two in the morning on weekends. During the week, it was like 10. But my parents were like, do they knew mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm my grades just were great. In. Just make sure you're communicating. And it was never an issue. And I just remember literally senior once I got a car, mm-hmm. that's when shit and granted Lil Ro, hmm, he was very undependable because <laughs> hell going to senior skip day and they got a flat. <laughs> I just remember just like, oh man, Sen- senior year was so, so fucking fun. great. All the fights that we used to travel to at the parks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was such good times. Such good times. But we've definitely went long as fuck on this one. I'm going to go through. That was a good. That was a good era of life. Yeah. And I knew this one was going to be long. So I made all the other after parts short because I'm like, it's pretty recent. But um, so movies during this time, Colombiana, which was one of my favorites, because it reminds me Paris gave it to me for one birthday or something. We were watching it. We used to go to Paris house all the time Mm -hmm. and watch movies. She gave me that. Friends with Benefits. Mm -hmm. That came out. Scream 4, which is the one that I really don't remember. Yeah. This movie Deja Vu with Denzel Washington and Paula Patton, because this was during my Paula Patton obsession era. The Help came out during this time. Norbit. (laughs) Norbit, which was so great. Do you remember Black Swan? Uh Uh-huh. That was such, and I think I saw that in theaters. Uh, Bridesmaids came out during this time, and I'm going to tell this story the next, well, I remember watching it. It came out in high school, but I didn't watch it till freshman year in college, and hilarious. <laughs> and then Avatar. Uh, I was I never Ms. an Avatar fan. Never seen it, but I remember Miss Tanner showing it in her class all the time, so we used to come in and eat lunch in that little room. Uh-huh. She would have her students watch this. I always like, see clips wow, of it we did go in her all room. the time. All the time. And then the the other lady across the hall that had the little Jack and Jill thing used to complain yeah. that we would eat lunch in there. Fuck you, lady. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> um, music, promiscuous girl. <laughs> uh, unwritten. So that brings back the hills. <laughs> the rest is still unwritten. Yep. Grills by Nelly. <laughs> Say Goodbye by Chris Brown, which is everybody's breakup oh, song. <laughs> literally. Single Ladies by Beyonce and Damaged by Danity Kane. So this is a making the band era. Um, mm-hmm. Scandals. Um, Tom Cruise jumping on Oprah couch. Do you remember that? No. Where he was getting married to Katie Holmes. He was so happy, and he was just like so. He was like jumping, and they were just like. I remember a lot of comedy skits that followed. Uh, Britney Spears shaved her head, which relatable content at this point in life. <laughs> um, Tiger Woods crashed his car because his girlfriend or wife at the time was chasing him because she found he was cheating with a golf club. Oh. I remember that, but I probably remember that because my dad was really into golf. Um, this was also the era of the Lindsay Paris and Britney club, no underwear on with the skirt in the club. Do you remember those photos of like paparazzi photos of that them like hounding so them? So hilarious. Um, Michael Jackson died during this era, and I remember yeah. being at that Texas governor school when that happened. Um, that was what two thousand eight nine, I think. It was right before our junior year. Oh, okay. Um, the Chris Brown and Rihanna incident happened. I think it was two thousand eight because it was in August. It was definitely in August. Mm-hmm. It was. So I remember Taylor's mom being upset. That he passed. Yeah. Uh, Chris Brown and Rihanna, that whole fiasco after the, the VMAs, Grammys, one of those. And then also Kanye interrupted Taylor on that stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Um, TV shows. Do you remember when Tia and Tamara had a reality show? Uh-huh. That was during this. 
Once Upon a Time, which I know you watched. Yeah. I didn't watch that. The Game premiered during mm-hmm. this episode. I remember watching that with my family. Such good TV. Such good TV. When it was on the CW. Yeah. Uh, when it had um, a laughing reel on it. Yep. Yep. yep, 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 yep. Uh, American Horror Story started doing this. Uh, and I remember watching that. This happened our freshman year of college, which we'll get to in a little bit. But I remember watching that. Shameless started during this oh, in 2011. Our favorite show of all time started. I'm going to see if you know what this is. The show that bonded us. Favorite show? Oh, PLL. PLL, <laughs> <laughs> liar. That's we really what bonded us because I remember going to watch either the season premiere or season finale of one of them seasons at your house. And I remember your mom being like, Would y'all like some margaritas? <laughs> <laughs> And we literally sat there and drank. And she was like, just one. Just one. Don't tell your family. And we really sat there and drank. Uh, Revenge. Did you ever watch Revenge? Yes. And then Glee was also during uh, this My era. mom watched Glee. During I watched it era. here and there. Yeah. I Occasionally, yeah. That's when shows literally had multiple seasons. Yep. Like, well 8, past 3-4. Yep. Like, it was... And the seasons were like 30 episodes a and season. And good. All the way through. Because Revenge is still one of my favorite Revenge shows is today. great. I watched that oh, multiple times. so good. I never finished I kinda it. I kind of want to watch it again. I started it, but I couldn't... I never finished it. Because I'm one of those things, if it's a show that I like, I don't want it to end, so I don't want to yeah. see the ending. But you know they're married in real life? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Because she's on New Amsterdam? She's on uh, some show... That's still on or was on, but I started rewatching when we lived in the house, and I was just like, "It's not the same to rewatch it because I know what's gonna happen." But same with Once Upon a Time, Snow White and Prince Charming are married in real life. Oh, that's cute. This is so cute. All right, so for the sake of time, uh, so let's go to nineteen to twenty-five, which is twenty twelve to twenty eighteen. So what do you remember about that time? Which would be basically Ooh. freshman year in college up to shit. What is it? Freshman year of college to literally our year after college? No, two years. A long time after college. So we were 25. So this was, I know for sure my birthday in 25 is when we was at LA. So between us getting to college and that era. When I tell you this was a dime. Getting onto <laughs> UH campus. What a hood! I mean, <laughs> that was, was that you? It was like the same <laughs> feeling that I just described going into Westbrook, but amplified. Mm-hmm. Like, now That's I'm seeing, cool. again, still not grown men, but now in my mind, I'm like, this is, we're grown. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I still had the same vibe. It was just a lot of house parties. Um, I was still really good in all of my classes, but I did in college make my first C, but it was because that was my first online class. And I, that moment I recognized like, oh, you need to be disciplined. Like Mm -hmm. if I don't got the structure there, Mm -hmm. then that's what really kind of takes me back. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I remember like my first couple of years and U U of H was just, it's fine. I, that's when I lost all of that weight. Oh, freshman year, same. I was skinny. I was. I did the opposite from gain freshman. The freshman 15. thing. I lost the freshman thirty. Like literally, I lost so much weight. And I think it was because I was just like walking everywhere. I didn't have a car. I had. Um, did I have my car the first? Year? Yeah, I had my car the first year. I didn't have a car. I don't think I went <laughs> multiple places, and I think like. I don't, I don't know what the heck, but I'm not questioning it. I do recall my freshman year um, 
for my birthday when I turned 18 and it was you and Kendra has surprised we me. We did. That was a At great your door. We went to the zoo. Birthday. We went Who to the, the fuck zoo. were we to go to the zoo? I loved it. I, I absolutely <laughs> loved it. And I remember, I, I feel like I have that picture somewhere. I, I st- it's on my Facebook. It's, yeah. Of us hugging you. Yes, yes. And you crying. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun. That was good. And like, obviously Padre happened that year. And then that up. was a, you know, we've talked about Padre on past episodes, mm-hmm. but obviously that was a sh- game shifter in mm-hmm. our friend group. I think mm-hmm. during these years, obviously like friendships were tested just because we were spread out a little bit in places. Mm-hmm. Um, Which... Funny enough about that era, I think despite the issue that happened before Padre, like in losing, I didn't lose a lot of friends yeah. during this era. It's the next era is when I, but well, yeah, I, mean, no, I didn't either. It's just I'm like friendship dynamics shifted because we weren't like seeing each other every day from being in high school, mm-hmm. and so it was different. Like I mean, I was literally with Kiera all day, all day every day. day. Like it right. was crazy and I just remember just being super involved but it was a a, a shift for me because obviously I wasn't super involved in school Mm -hmm. the way that I was in high school um but that really didn't bother me so much I think as I've gotten older um and I'm sure I'm missing so much more stuff there's a lot more stuff like I said I'm gonna bounce back off of you mm-hmm. but since it kind of goes through 2018 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I graduated 2015 from mm-hmm. U of H and then went straight into graduate school mm-hmm. and those two years let me tell you tested me like that's where I gained all my weight well I gained my all my weight senior year and that's because I could legally drink and I was just like, I'm gonna drink everywhere. And I was just like, everywhere. Not, ha- not working. Which is funny because I remember when you came to San Antonio for my birthday, I don't remember you gained weight. But I wasn't, but again, this <clears throat> is in perspective of like, I was smaller than I am now. Mm, that's what I <laughs> but back then it. it just, it was just a drastic difference. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, but, I don't, yeah, it, that's when I actually really had to start studying and preparing mm-hmm. only because the tests were not just tests anymore. It was like 20 page papers mm-hmm. and that was literally for every class. And see, <clears throat> I think when it came to me, like college is where I started struggling in the stuff that because like we said in high school, it came natural. Yeah. Like it was just easy. And so when I got to college, I was like, un- it wasn't, it didn't come easy, but also I wasn't interested yeah. in any of this shit until I got to my major classes. And yeah. that's when I started excelling. But like the prereqs and shit like that, I was like, I don't care about economics. <laughs> I don't care about what the difference between, math. I don't care about business ethics. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And so I think that's for me, like freshman year, I, I think it was only one class that I struggled in. And that was one of my math classes, which was like algebra with calculus for business. I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, but senior year, I didn't have a car. So I walked in. So I lost so much <laughs> And I was like, what? And also, I lived in the dorms. Me, Eric, and Mark lived together. And I had a meal plan. But I was so shy. Mm. Like, and that's why, like, when I said this, 
um, I've said this on the before, like, I'm super shy, like, just in general. Then people be like, no, you're so outgoing. Nah, nigga. Like, freshman year, it was so bad to the point where the one of the reasons why I lost all my weight was not only because I was walking everywhere, but because I was too shy to go to the cafe to eat because so many people were there. Same. So I, I would literally somebody. not eat lunch. I wouldn't eat lunch. I would eat breakfast at my room because we had a fridge. We didn't have anything to cook. So I would just eat cereal for breakfast. I wouldn't eat lunch because I was like, I don't want to go in this place. Or I would stop at like one of the little like weird C-store kind of things yeah. around campus and get like a wrap or something. And I wouldn't go eat dinner. I would wait until there was late. Well, like the cafe had this thing where it was like a late night thing mm-hmm. where after nine o'clock when the cafe closed, they would sell certain things. So I would go at nine o'clock and eat like chicken strips <laughs> when there was no one there. And I could just be like two or three people and just pick it up and go back to my dorm. So I lost so much weight because I didn't want to be around people. Same. I indirectly did like the special K diet because (laughs) same like you, like Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go into like the whatchamacallit. And so what I kept in my room was the cereal Mm -hmm. and the special K bars because I would just be able to grab and go and whatnot. And so (laughs) I wasn't intending like trying to do the special K diet, but it just like kind of happened. And I remember, I I don't know how, because Mark and Eric, I don't know. I thought I was outgoing, but apparently they were a lot more outgoing than I was. And so, like, they would make friends, and I would just be in that in my room just like a hermit, which is why I was laughing at the bridesmaids thing, because I remember they pissed me off for something. I don't remember what the fuck it was when we lived together, and I remember going to my room, closing the door, and watching bridesmaids, and laughing hysterically. <laughs> and the next day, they thought I was just trying to be funny to make it seem like, ha-ha, he's having so much fun with it. But I was like, nah, this movie's funny. <laughs> um, so I remember that freshman year, and then taking all this I met Faith and Fernando. I got drunk for the first time, and we used to call it getting Pac-Man, because it was <laughs> me, Faith, Fernando, and uh, Fernando's roommates. We would all go. And I will never forget, I think this was freshman year, and Faith was dating this guy that was older, but he didn't go to school with us. Mm-hmm. And I remember him coming down one time, and we were went out. How the fuck did I get there? Because I was not 21. At the time, we went to some club. I think we pre-game before and just got in because we were eighteen at least, yeah. So we could go in. But the girl that was Faith's friend that we thought was oh okay (laughs) was older, and so we got in there. Maybe she was like a bottle girl. I don't know what it was. We were there, and her boyfriend was in town. Mm -hmm. I remember them getting drunk, and the girl that we thought was Faith's friend that she was really like messing around with, like confronted the boyfriend, like you're holding her back. She wants to live. And I remember being like, what is this? <laughs> and so that was a whole moment freshman year. Or I don't think that was sophomore because in sophomore year, sophomore year I lived, oh, that was a rough time. I lived with, we won't say his name. Uh, we li- I lived and things, because I didn't want to live with Eric and Mark again because that was kind of the, the stage one of the deterioration of our friendship because living with people will have you seeing people different. <sighs> and <laughs> your, I don't even want potatoes. to go into it. I talked about this on past episodes, but yeah, roommate situation that whole moment. definitely will make or break. Yes. So I think the freshman year thing was kind of the start of the deterioration of me and Eric's friendship, but then me and Mark stayed cool for a minute because after sophomore year, when it came to junior, I was like, I remember Mark complaining because Mark stayed with Eric uh, sophomore year with other people. And I remember him complaining like, they so dirty, like they don't take it. And I was like, oh, maybe you've changed. <laughs> so then junior year, I decided to live with Mark again. And whoa, what a mistake. So we fell out and I, that was the end of that friendship, like 
from what it was. But then I was also the year I got Tice. Yeah. Um, I also, I wasn't very social. It's like sophomore or junior year for the most part. I met Ariel my freshman year though. So uh, that was a friendship that I have now that I met during that. And I remember random, not freshman year, but sophomore year for sure, like going out more with Ariel and them and going to like the fraternity parties and shit like that mm-hmm. and having the time of my life. Um, but then I remember moving into that house and then like slowly starting to get more social. And I remember specifically sometime earlier in junior year, I was all shy and I was like, I just need to get away. And I remember because Kendra lived in Austin. And so I went up there and I remember her like being a part of organizations and bullshit like that. And she's been like, you just got to go. I used to be scared to go too, but you just got to take that leap. And I remember that's when I joined the American Marketing Association. And that's what kind of helped me branch out because yeah. I met people that were like-minded. I was finally in my major classes, I think at that time, where it was like strictly that. So I was like starting to feel more confident within stuff and going there, meeting those people and then joining that group and then end up becoming president later and then getting Tice and silly little Marco, that was terrible. Um, <laughs> And I just remember things finally getting, becoming fun. I think I met Drew during that year. My Yes, I did meet Drew during that year because it was so funny because, so Drew and his best friend at the time, and then it was me and Mark, and Mark knew Drew's best friend. So we would all just like go over to their apartment because they lived together and then me and Mark lived together while we were friends. And I remember going over there and like Drew being really like reserved. Yeah. Of the and thing. And I was like, definitely not. Nah, definitely not at all. I remember going through those things because I, I feel like I knew of Drew and I don't, fuck it. So I remember going over there and then Drew and his roommate or his best friend at the time fell out over something. And then I remember Mark telling me about it one time because I was with y'all when this happened. I wasn't in San Antonio, I was in Houston. And I remember coming back and Mark telling me all this stuff. And I was like, oh shit, like that's fucked up. Like Because I wasn't close to Drew, I was close mm-hmm. to... And then around that same time, me and Mark fell out. And I was like, I see that. I see it now. I see. <laughs> and then I remember Drew and Mark still being cool because Drew used to retwist Mark dreads. <laughs> and so when me and Mark lived together, like, our, you remember that house? That house uh-huh. that you came to, our rooms were like all the opposite. So Drew would literally go, come to do Mark's hair. And then he would come over and just like speak in my room. I was playing Call of Duty. He was like, oh, let me hop on. So that's literally how me and Drew became playing, playing Call of Duty yeah. during that time. And then me and Mark fell out. He fell off. He was like, I know Mark, but, did but bullshit. So now here we are now. <laughs> but literally that. And I remember for my 21st birthday, he was the one that brought the liquor. Because I, mm-hmm. or my, no, because I couldn't buy liquor. But it was before, oh, because I wasn't 21 yet. When I had my birthday, it was the night before, no. I just remember Drew buying a big ass bottle of Jack Daniels, honey. Because that's what I was on at that that's time. for me, dog. But then I remember, remember the party where we got fucked up because we were playing beer pong with La Marie. <laughs> but I, was that the party at, that was my house for my twenty first? But I didn't get like we did drink. Oh, okay. But like I remember that night. I was night, drunk as hell. I wasn't because I mean, then, then I had them edibles. Started, yeah. I had that. So edibles. everybody else got sick and I remember holding hair and you know. See, and I never I didn't throw up that night. I remember a lot of people doing it. I remember also going upstairs to go to sleep Love and realizing everybody was up. So I went back down and then slept on the floor couch. And I remember Mark's dad being like, Let me get a good look at y'all. That morning, I was like, Yeah, we gotta go. Because I remember <laughs> I went to Beyonce concert that night. 
I remember that. that. Yeah. No um, fun times. What else during this? Uh, I graduated and I was still working at Starbucks. And then I got this job that I was like, oh, this is going to be great because it was marketing. Hated every moment of it. And mm-hmm. then got fired, which is the blessing in disguise. It's the only job I've ever gotten fired from after a month. Oh, yeah. This was the era that I started working in Houston, too. Mm-hmm. Really more so. Yeah, more Herman and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was very, very It was a very interesting time. I think during this time, I had graduated. I think we stayed connected because of Pretty Little Liars. We'd mm-hmm. always talk about, like, what was going on while when the show would come on. We would, like, text each other about shit that was going on. Literally, I feel like that was That's the bulk our of our conversation. That was a bulk of our conversation because... I mean, we talked obviously during Padre. So we were funny. close. Like, we've always been close, but it was just, like, I think that's what kept us yeah. was Pretty Little Liars and then know what else it might have just been that but then whenever i was trying to move to houston because mm-hmm. i had got let go of that job and i was still work, went back working at starbucks full-time but i was like i need to find something like i need to and then my dad came through with the job with the thingy and so i started there and i remember like being ready to move and you were like well i have a two-bedroom <laughs> and, you know i have until you you know find you a spot and the rest is history. Rest is history. <laughs> we lived That's there. Because you months. would bring Lamaritas all, all the time. time. And yep. then you'd be like, oh, they just dropped this flavor. I got a whole case. <laughs> what? Okay. That was also the inception of Grit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happened during this era. Mm-hmm. 20, yes. But I honestly think like the first half of it was like college was, was good for me. But mm-hmm. then when I got, like I said, grad school, I think. Because you came and moved with me my, in the middle of grad school. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, confidence-wise, mm-hmm. I was probably at my lowest. But mm-hmm. because it's just my weight. Like, mm-hmm. it just, I was mm-hmm. so stressed all the time with school. And then I was eating mm-hmm. a lot. But I think it definitely was where friendship started to solidify more <sighs> for me. Because, yeah. yeah, that was when we got really really close um yep. and, and it I was like friendships as an adult so so friendships for you were solidifying and friendships for me were crumbling yeah to that point because at that time i wasn't speaking with eric and mark which were the people i thought i was gonna be friends with forever and everything was good with everybody else at this point like we were good but those two people were the ones that i thought i was gonna be friends with forever and that shit was crumbling. I was starting to become friends with Drew, which means I was starting to become friends with Egg Brill, and we were going out all the all the time. <laughs> and then me and Ariel were getting closer because we I we just kindred spirits, and it was just like we were getting closer. I was getting closer with Morgan yeah. during that time and stuff like that. So the new friendships for me were starting to blossom during that, while some were starting to decline. And I didn't really make. Like, I made friends in college, but, but none, none, like, lo- like, long-lasting. Like, I still see these people. We mm-hmm. are connected on social media. But mm-hmm. I can't recall somebody that I met met in college and just remained friends with. Christine? No, I wasn't. You didn't meet her in college, but was that during 2018? Yeah, that was the Those That era, right? But I just worked with her. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. but, like, nice. not... Well, I worked with her, yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, not anybody that I met in college. Gotcha, like gotcha, college. gotcha, 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 gotcha. Like, I didn't go to school. And funny people. enough, Ariel didn't go to college with me. She didn't go to college with us. Morgan did. DeAndrea did. And that's how you met her? I met all of them through Lawrence. Oh. I met all of them because he was friends with them. Uh-huh. And so we met all of them through them. 
and we'll go to the parties with them because DeAndrea and Morgan were, I want to say probably they knew people because they came from Houston yeah. and most people there were from Houston. So she, they knew all of them. And so because I was around them, that's how I met a lot of people. And they used to have parties at the trap, which was right across the street. Oh, so much fun times. But again, going into 2018 of moving to Houston, it was definitely a shell shock because I was the only one here. Mm -hmm. The only person that I was really like super close with that was here was you. Because at the time, Kiana wasn't here. Wesley wasn't yeah. here. It was just you and Kiara for the most part. And also during this time, my mom had gotten sick. That was my mm -hmm. my senior year and all that stuff like that. And that was, that was I feel like that was an interesting transition. It, to me, it wasn't hard because, again, my senior year of college, I took two classes. And that was oh. it. Because I was so early because of dual credit mm -hmm. as well as I took summer classes every year. That it was like... I only stayed, I could have graduated early, but I stayed because I was president of that organization. I was like, I'm going to get a full term out of y'all. <laughs> um, and I think I remember being, the, I led my organization to the first international collegiate chapter award that it ever received. And I was like, all right, I got my little thing. My little recognition. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to speed through this part because there's only one other error, but I think we'll take a break before then. So during this time, movies that came out, Truth or Dare. Do you remember that movie with Lucy mm -hmm. Hale? Lucy, yeah. Acrimony, which is your favorite movie. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. But Split. Do you remember Split? Uh-huh. The movie that I love Patricia. I love those movies. There was, Jackson there was Glass. Glass. Or, there Mr. was Split, Glass, and one other one. It's a trilogy. Is it a beast? It's a something. Yes, I know. Yes, but there's three of them. Um, music, uh, We Are Young by Fun. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, what Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger. Ooh, I, that used to be my workout song in freshman year. Trap Cream by Fetty Wap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Worth It by Fifth Harmony came out during this era. Mm -hmm. Despacito, which was everywhere. Yeah. Say You Won't Let Go. Say Yes, that was, it's funny enough, I think during this era, I went to yeah, I guess I had to have Drew's sister got married and that was the song. Oh, I think that was cute. their first dance song, mm -hmm. I think, uh, during that era. Good times. I think this was during this 2018. Yeah, around the time like, me and Drew really solidified our friendship. Shout out to you, Drew. Fuck you, <laughs> Shout out to you. Uh, scandals. Do you, do you remember Lance Armstrong? And mm -hmm. how we saw them damn bands, everything mm -hmm. lived strong. This was during the era that he got busted for <laughs> steroids, and so everything went. You live strong. I yep, remember those, them that. The yellow bands. Uh -huh. Everybody had those things for so long, and I think that's what inspired me from. Because for my eighth birthday, everyone had bands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, during this, Kristen Stewart cheated on Robert Pattinson, and so that ended their mm -hmm. relationship with that Snow White. Um, the Beyonce Jay Z Solange elevator incident <laughs> 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 happened during this. And then Bill Cosby went to jail. Um, shows during this era, Claws premiered. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. did you, you watched the first season. First huh? season, yeah. I used to actually really like that show. Another show that bonded us, Animal Kingdom. Yeah, <laughs> Animal Kingdom was good. Your show, All American, started during this. <laughs> you started yeah. during this. Elite, which I used to love. I'm so. I watched it because Elite. of you. Mm -hmm. I don't think I finished the last season. There's like seven seasons now and oh, i haven't watched Jesus. since like maybe season three me too i haven't yeah, watched that was the last three. time i watched because they started introducing new people and i yeah. was like mm, not invested um snowfall started so, blackish which i only caught so and so episodes me but too. The, everyone's favorite show insecure started oh i could rewatch that literally 
such a, such a good, show. good show. Such a good show. And I'm ready for rap shit to Me come too. back. Because that's how we started this season was yeah. with your conversation on rap shit. Rap shit. Yeah, that yes. was so good. Um, so we're going to take a break before we get to the last era and then talk about a little bit more stuff. But we'll we'll be right back. And then I promise y'all we're going to wrap this up because mm-hmm. we're going long. <laughs> I don't know why that just threw me off. Yep, it did. Yeah, it did. I we saw are, it in your eyes. Uh-huh, your light. It lost light. <laughs> Shut down, Robo. Uh, we are back to wrap up my lovely portion of this conversation. That's French, if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, conversation. Um, which we ended in our lovely 25 era of things. And so now we're going to move on to the current-ish era which would be from 26 to 29, which is 2019 to 2023, which may seem like a short amount of time, but whoop it be. Yeah. A lot happened Yeah, during this time, at least for me and for the world. But yes, so I'll let you go first if you remember anything from your 26 to 29 current years of life. Well, so the last one ended at 2018. Mm-hmm. I think I was... 24. So I think this. You were 20. No, you couldn't have been. Because I graduated grad school at 2017 and I was 23. Really? Or did I turn 24 when I graduated? I don't you know. You had to. Because the only thing I remember about 25 is LA. I remember turning 25 in LA. Mm. That's when we went there. And I thought that was 2018. Because I moved to Houston in 2016. And I had just stopped living with you because mm. I got my apartment because I had just lost that job <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, or got laid off from that job at the end of 2017. Because I remember at the beginning of 2018 for Drew's birthday, we went to New York and I yeah. had no job because I was interviewing for Enterprise. And I was like, I don't think this is what I want. So 2018 is when I was that. And I thought you had graduated. I graduated in 2017. Right. Mm-hmm. But you were, you said you were 23? I thought I was 23. Because I was 21 in... I graduated in 2017, but walked across the stage December 2017. So I was, was 23, 23, but then... Turned 24. Yeah, I turned 24. So, okay. well, so, okay. So this era, I guess I will kind of clump it in... I'll, I'll still say 25 through 29. Mm-hmm. Um, but, who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how they always say 25 is when it really is they you say 25 is downhill I mean it wasn't, wasn't not it's not called a, it's a quarter life crisis it had it oh my it had god it. which I think it was I had all of the signs leading up to it and mm-hmm. then it just kind of like bloom bloom blam you yep. know all that good yep, stuff yep, 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 yep. Um, obviously I think that was when a lot of stuff was going on just like with my family like with my grandmother and just mm. you know helping her and all that stuff and I think with my other grandparents too obviously this was around time where hurricanes were really affecting people and people had to be misplaced and Louisiana and stuff so mm-hmm. obviously that affected my family 
a, a good big one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was when we were living together. That Death was started. probably highlighted. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that was like a good thing. I really enjoyed like living together, and it was a good long time. Twenty nineteen to. Mm-hmm. 2019 to 2022. Yeah, and so that was super fun. That's when I feel like we got even closer because mm, we, we were had just, no choice, like no choice <laughs> at all. Um, but then also you know that what we was didn't talk about what <laughs> in the last era when we lived together and the cops. <laughs> <gasps> oh my god! Because <laughs> that was before I we lived. I was during that time of me moving to Houston. That mm-hmm. I feel like we've talked about that. On we have, show. I think we have. That was when I was awakened <laughs> by TJ standing in the frame of my door, and I almost like shit shivers. Like, but that wasn't the first time. Uh, the last time that I have to awaken you. <laughs> <laughs> so that jumps to this era, yeah. which one night my phone had called. The Everybody mm-hmm. in like <laughs> sent out like a, an emergency bat signal, mm-hmm. and my mom called me three thousand times, and I was like, I was sleeping. So who did she call? Not the Ghostbusters teacher. Like, well, she to try to wake first. you up. Yeah, and she did. And I was like, my god! But apparently, there had been a glitch because I yeah. was talking to my lash tech, and she was like. No, my phone like hit that and called everybody in my emergency, emergency. thing too. And I was like, my Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. But no, that was, it was a trying, it was a growth period. I feel it was Ooh. definitely finding myself. It was for me, it definitely was like a a whole phase because I'm healing, growing phase. You know what I'm saying? It was a because obviously that was that nigga I was still talking to and we weren't together but a lot of things were happening mm-hmm. life was happening life and, be life you know even though we're not together it still affected me mm-hmm. but then I was just still out here living my life <laughs> and it was just like whoa you were <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking I'm like thinking back now and it was like, you know, I can't discount the fun that I had. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think it was necessary. I wouldn't mm-hmm. take it away. But it was just like, how unhappy, like, deep wise. Mm-hmm. Surface level, I was good. Like, mm-hmm. and I like I said, I did have fun. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't ta- I wouldn't take back those Any times. Other. But it was mm-hmm. definitely like an era of I'm gonna go out getting attention just because I want to when I can and mm-hmm. like drinking and drinks, like right. because I was no longer a student I was just and that working. was the first time in a long yeah ever, excuse me ever not being a student mm-hmm. so just working <clears throat> and like all of that good stuff and so that was definitely whoo that was a time and I will say like Obviously, it was necessary to go through that. But even as, like, coming into my 30s, I still feel like I'm doing that, but not to that intensity. Right. Uh, (laughs) And I know, you know, you know better, do better. And Mm -hmm. so, obviously, I'm doing better things to to cope with feelings and emotions Mm -hmm. and... um, it's still trying and struggling mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that good stuff, but um, definitely beneficial. I feel like um, mm-hmm. 
It's just like, when does this growing healing era end? Never. Ever. Well, you know, they say if you're not growing, you're stagnant. Um, I know. I think for me, this era of life, this period of my life was definitely a roller coaster Mm -hmm. of things because I think during this time, 2019, I had just started working. I think I started there in 2018, the end of 20. So it was like November 2018. But I started working with, you know, the beer and wine, mm-hmm. or not the, the wine and spirits. And I was optimistic at this point <laughs> of life. And things were good. I was working a lot. I think this was the hardest that I've worked. But I think I was paid. I don't fucking remember. But I remember like being more optimistic of this job than I was previously because of stuff. Because I was paying, getting paid more than I was when I went to that Starbucks job. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to travel and blah, 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 blah. And I had my baby, Tice. And this also is the year that Tice passed, which is crazy to think about that it's been that long already. But him literally passing right after we moved into the house. Yeah. Um, taking care of Bella during the time because you went on that cruise and Bella liking me <laughs> i uh, forgot to mention that last era that's when oh, i got, got bella. bella right mm-hmm. you did because i was i was i wasn't i was living with you i was about to move out and bella loved me and yeah then. i was 23 and they were like we don't adopt normally until 25 but you seem mature mind you because you got it right before your 24th birthday uh, it was something no it was right before my 23rd because oh. I'm turning 30 this year, and Bella just turned seven on Memorial Day. Oh, so this Jesus. past Monday, seven years old. That's crazy. That is crazy. <sighs> um. So yes, we just moved to the house, and I was super excited about that because I was like, we're gonna save money. Didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember Tice passing, and then I remember getting a promotion in 2020 to do all this fun. I was like, this is going to be great. And then motherfucking COVID. (laughs) This is the COVID era. Mm -hmm. And literally, I think, which is why I say it was the roller coaster, because I remember starting the job that I liked doing with this company and then COVID coming and kind of shutting that down, but still being with them. I met V during this era. So I was all love Mm -hmm. and all this bullshit. And then I remember <laughs> COVID coming and just throwing that off because I was this depressed ass person because I was like, I'm working too hard. And then we're trying to make long distance work and all that shit was just, it was a lot. I'm so I will say, also during, was that 2019? Yes, 2019 was when oh, I fell out with those three. Mm during that era of things and so this was when friendships that i thought i was gonna have forever were crumbling so like how you said things were restructuring for you the last year this is when it really restructured my ass yeah and that was an adjustment period and i there's just a lot of shit i think this that era this era because it's current has been the most challenging mentally yeah for me in dealing with just like so much shit just like being in this space of thinking things are great and then losing ties and then covid and then losing this relationship and then losing friends and then going through a job that was just shit Mm -hmm. and so it was like there's been this down there was a downward up until 2022 
which was finally when I was just like, nigga, you better than this. Yeah. Nigga, I had to look at myself like Issa and be like, mirror bitch. <laughs> look here. <laughs> and so I was finally just like, nah, we got to do something. So I'm officially on that path of an upward trajectory, which is why I was saying whenever we were talking about, do we peak in high school? It's like, I feel this, what was it? I'm trying to go into a scientific term. Kinet- potential? Potential energy? Kinetic energy. Potential kin- is stagnant. Kinetic, kinetic is, is the, the build. Yeah. Okay, so I feel some kinetic energy flowing in this space of like, things are going on an upward trajectory, which everyone says your 30s are supposed to be your 20s with money, so I'm like praying for that. But I'm getting to that space of getting back into it and i think yeah like it was weird and i was just telling my mom about this because she's having issues with that fridge and so we got to send this out but luckily it's still under warranty but it was just like i felt like an adult because we were in a house yeah like we it was like there was some level of stability granted we struggled mm-hmm. but i felt like we had fun in our mm-hmm. struggles mm-hmm. like i think about like 2020 and recording those random ass tiktoks <laughs> that you still have saved I remember just randomly watching random shows and then Gringos really popped on during yeah, that. Definitely. And I think that was when the podcast was birthed during this mm-hmm. era, obviously. But during specifically quarantine, I don't even know if that was quarantine. Because could we go eat? Because <laughs> restaurants were closed. Don't think so. It was either towards the end of quarantine when restaurants were like at 50% capacity or at the beginning of 2021 because we didn't start at the end. We started at the, end, at the beginning of 2022. So I think that's when the ideas started coming. Like we should do, like we had mm-hmm. to like, literally we'll go to Gringos and sit for like three hours, met every waiter and waitress. <laughs> oh, Kaylee, I miss her. If you're listening, Kaylee, wherever you are. Um, and met all and just like, just was like, had a time. Mm-hmm. I think during this time is when you got your license. I remember going to Gringos and yeah. celebrating and you Kaylee getting your license. Yes, your receipt. Uh-huh. And told me I needed to still work on catching up. I still have those receipts actually. But I feel like it was it was really a weird ass time because yeah. it was like so much negative shit was happening, but also it was like still trying to find that good in shit. That's why I think I feel like I've ta- I've talked a lot about this time period, obviously throughout the season because we're currently in, in it. it. So yeah. I'm like, I don't I don't want to dive in it too too much, but I would agree with what you said in the sense of like things were still happening. But so I feel much. like for me. It was still a roller coaster, but not as big of highs and lows because yes. I'm responding to them differently. Correct. But I feel like definitely that show now towards the end of this era, like mm-hmm. where we are at currently, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. shit still's popping off. Yes. Things are still happening. I think we just have the tools to yes. literally, which before did not, did not, which is why the, the, it seemed to fluctuate higher. Yeah. But then I think the, the peaks and valleys kind of leveled out a little bit mm-hmm. and so it made it to where we were just kind of like we were it used to feels we rolled less with challenging, it but it yes. still is a bummer. yes now i will say that that last job really challenged the fuck out of me so that one was a big ooh, yeah no big i still feel time. no there's a good bit of challenges but um, i feel like i'm just trying to i'm trying to not let things linger longer than they Correct. should I'm, I'm, um, I'm learning that now but that so. is so hard to do it's very hard to do i'm mm-hmm. just trying to i'm trying to be selfish and put myself first in a lot of things what are they yelling you're not selfish you're self-full <laughs> <laughs> but it's super hard it is and i think that's been i think the strides that i've made during this point 
have definitely been more so internal mm-hmm. than I feel like before a lot of things were external and about the circumstances surrounding me. And I think growing as a, as a human um, it has been just like recognizing that it's about self. Yeah. And I think that's maybe that's why like in this time, like we're able to kind of deal with things differently because we realize that it's how we react right. to them that is what's really so then I think that's the thing specifically and I don't I couldn't tell you why but I feel like specifically since living on my own again mm-hmm. I've made bigger strides in that and I guess it's I've had this conversation because there's someone at work that we're trying to get to apply for this job um that's already there and how they're kind of because of who they work with I'm trying to think opposite. They're because of who they work with and they're really great at their job and they've been there forever and they're new. They haven't even been there for a year yet. Yeah, haven't been there for a year yet. And so it's like, because you have this person that's just great at everything, if you're around, it's like you don't grow as much because you know if you mess up, they got it. Yeah. And so I, I, I use that analogy to almost kind of piggyback off of why I think like since I've left us living together is because like, I, I could lean on you for like, yeah. I don't feel like eating healthy. Well, now they're going to have her whatever shit healthy. Okay, I can just, okay, I'm going to try and do that. Or it's just like, if I'm in a bad mood, it's like, I can go talk to Natalie. Mm-hmm. We're going to sit and watch it. And it's fine. Yeah. But now that I'm by myself, it's like, nigga, you got to deal you with that shit internally. Yeah. And so I feel like since I've, since I've been living here, I feel like I'm learning. And that was another thing that I think I was more intentional about once I moved out because, which we've had these conversations before when we lived together, it was like, Granted, I was in a pseudo relationship bullshit um, <laughs> prior, but it was just like I was very much so. I had never explored singleness. Yeah. Prior to that, I was always very much so, or not singleness, dating. Mm-hmm. I was very much like one person is all that I need, so I'm gonna stay while watching me. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> shit. But I remember just like the, just growing up, it was like I don't want to, I don't want to be a serial dater. Mm-hmm. Like I just wanted, I just need to put all my energy. And then I think after that relationship, I was just like, I've never given an opportunity to figure out what it is. What the fuck do you like? Literally, teach? Mm-hmm. like what is it? So I think moving here and not having the because I was single while we were still in the house towards the end of that but i don't know i've just always been like when it came to like sexual stuff and yeah if i could put my lisp on for that i was always so cognizant big word of us living together because i was like oh my god what if she hears and stuff like that and granted you would always say you didn't granted i wasn't well um but i would always be very cognizant mm-hmm. of that and so we'll try to schedule it around when you weren't there and so then i was for like i'm like hindering when because like oh i can't at this time oh okay but then once I was here, <laughs> woo, it was a time. And so I think that helped me in a sense of just like discovering free tea. Yeah. In a f- sense of like, granted, high school, you know, like mess around and shit like that. But it was also like, you at home, you can't do stuff. It's always scheduling things to be like this. And it had been like that through college because the only time that I ever lived alone in college was my senior year. And then the year after I went to college, or I, the year after I graduated, because I was by myself, but I wasn't doing shit in San Antonio. Yeah. Like, I wasn't like interested, no disrespect to the Hispanic population, but I wasn't interested in what was out there. So I'm just like, I'm just focused on trying to find a job, mm-hmm. getting my school done, like bonding with friends and shit like that. But then when I moved to Houston, 
I feel like your experience that you got from now living alone, being at the age you are, mm -hmm. I got that experience in a different way too. Now living with a significant other at the age I am, I had to really learn mm -hmm. how to still remain myself. And so all of the things mm -hmm. that I used to doing by myself that I did in this era, now living with a significant other, I just had to readjust to so many different things. Mm -hmm. And I'm still adjusting. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure. It's still, it hasn't been a year yet. Mm -mm. And so I'm still <gasps> adjusting. It'll be a year like, this month. Oh, shit. Well, not living with him. It's been a year since I moved in here really? at the end of June. Yeah. But I forgot to say what your mom mm, for That's a long But I think that has definitely forced me to prioritize making time for myself so I'm able mm. to do the things that I know fill my cup. There you go. Because um, you love coffee. Because let me tell you. <laughs> so that has been a struggle. Um, it, it's, it's, so, it's getting better. It's so funny to me even now, like listening to us talk, like how when we talked about the past, how excited. <laughs> <laughs> the life. What we talked yes. about. <laughs> It's like this that adulting shit they talk about. But we were so like, oh, we had fun. We were doing it. And then now it's like introspective. And I guess that does come with age. And I think this is but the it's thing. It's sad that the, the light is just dim. It's so flickering. It's flickering. And again, I, I mentioned that during the, the past of like how I remember being such a happy kid. And, and this, there, there comes a point in, in every child's life where it's like you go from being that you know, the happy-go-lucky until when reality or when the world starts affecting you and you yeah. have that point in there. And I know specifically for me, it became when my mom married that man because I feel like that's when someone outside of this bubble of family that we had created had really had a different view of things and started trying to, like, permeate yeah. that thing. And now it, it, it's very interesting like looking at the world now where we are as in adults and ugh, adults and thinking about that it's like that's it's the same thing it's like you slowly see where responsibilities start to permeate your bubble of things mm -hmm. and you see that change where it's like your priorities change and like the way you look at things change like we just said we're now all this introspective and bullshit um and it, it's so weird to just observe it and it's it's funny but i'm also grateful to my little brother who is so much free mm -hmm. and granted he's how 20 i must say he's 18 he's 20 now because i must be he's 20 and it's still the fact that he's still living at home which is not a problem because he works his ass off but it's still of like you still have that yeah. and so i remember i used to be not bitter so i'll just use jealous of that of like you're still there like i moved out when i was fucking jesus knows how old i was but it's like i'm it's like i'm glad you're still getting to stay in that mm -hmm. for because if i could stay if i could have stayed in that happy-go-lucky life as long as i could i would have but it's like i don't know and here comes this old heads uh even looking back at the podcast that we did with them it's like it's weird it's weird to see the new generation and how 
think. How they think and how life is different and affecting them different than what we went through. Yeah. And not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's, it's just different. seeing how different mm-hmm. that shit is for them. Because I think for, I'm grateful for how we were brought yeah. up because I feel like we were we were free in mm-hmm. so many of the ways and our parents, like society was different and culture was different to where we could literally just go out. Like I, I, you mentioned partway through, like we were able to go out and we would stay out till the streetlights came on. Our parents didn't give a shit. Right. They would just be like, be back before this time. We would be going in people's houses and we'd be having <laughs> the time of our lives and everybody's parents knew each other. It's like that. And it's like, now you don't have that trust where you can barely go outside and do shit because the world has changed so much and so i'm like grateful for all that and i think that has literally shaped a lot of the things that like now in life where i'm just like okay had i not had that i don't think i would be in the place that i am yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. and i guess before we wrap up my portion of this thing as we're going on the the reflective part can you what era of this because I don't have any um, movies and shit of this era because shit it's like Current. two years ago <laughs> um, do you have any what era do you think shaped you the most to where you are now what era do you say that I this is when Natalie became Natalie I would say this era just because mm-hmm. it had so many trials and, and mm-hmm. tribulations and Literally, this era was Natalie exploring Natalie and Mm -hmm. then also Natalie doing the complete opposite. And so (laughs) all within one little era. What's so true? Um, And so I think this one had the most extremes. And especially like with family too, a lot of stuff, this era just had been up and down and still currently Mm -hmm. with family. And so... Yeah, I would say this one has shaped me, but I don't know if it has shaped me because I don't so know the more. after. And right, so, right, right. But as far as if it wasn't this one, what has shaped me before? I don't know. <laughs> it had to be the the second or third one. Okay, fair. I think for me, I'm in agreement with you on this one yeah but then i think my secondary one would probably be the one right before this because i think and let me go back to what era yeah 2012 through only because prior to i can see that for you prior to that everything was easy for me Mm -hmm. like yes there were some little hiccups and stuff in there for that but everything was really easy and i think going to college was such an adjustment for me not because i knew i wanted to be away from family during that like it wasn't that but it was the it was so much of because going into college i wanted to be a psychologist Mm -hmm. like that's what i wanted to like i went to that school because they had a great liberal arts program and i was like psychology with a minor in business is always what i wanted to because i know i wanted to do something in business but going into that and realizing maybe this isn't what I wanted to do. It, I think that was the first time in my life that I was wrong mm-hmm. about something. And so I think 
that began the teach questioning himself yeah. on stuff. And so I think I lost a lot of my confidence, my mental confidence, because again, school came easy throughout high school. It was like, mm, you ain't even got to think homework. What? We're going to do this at school before yeah. we leave and go home and do whatever the yeah. fuck we want to do. Um, and so I think going into college was the first time that I really questioned like, mm, do you know what the fuck you're doing? So I think that one was the one that, and I lost friends that I thought I, that I'd known for forever and it was close to forever that I was like, hmm. so I think, I think that one, now don't get me wrong. This one right here, this one's giving it a run for its this money. This one's given. It's giving it a run for its money because there's, I think, but I, I think because it was two different things. I think during the previous one, it was more so friends and myself that changed yeah. or Myself changed in this current one too, but mainly friends, like things that I thought were stable. Social environment. Correct. Mm -hmm. This current one, family has changed. Myself, I'm changing. Love became a thing that I was never really interested in that now became this whole thing, as well as friends. I think that was just more aspects, but I think the previous one really started that trajectory of shit's about to be different. And the bottom has fell out of what you thought was stable. And so now it's time for you to get your footing again. And I think I'm finally in a place where I think I'm regaining that footing. In most areas, like like we talk about on that podcast, like boundaries, I'm able to set those so much more easily. So much more easy. My friends, like my core group of friends, we good. Mm -hmm. I'm good. I feel like there's no surprises. I I mean... It's a little bit iffy. I mean, but if I lose you, I still got four. Podcast ends right now. <laughs> no, like, but I feel like with all the friends that I have, like, I'm able to communicate with them. Yeah. Like, on some bullshit. You could piss me off and I'll be like, yeah, so let's talk about this real quick. Cause now nah, you, when you said left and I want to go right, why you said left? Cause we normally go right together. So what's But going I was on? thinking about straight, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> why did we tire in the first place? Um, but I feel like I'm able to have those conversations with friends. And I also feel like now I know my friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what to expect from these friends and I know what not to go to this person for. Yeah. Like, if I want to go something early in the morning, I'm not calling Paris. <laughs> I'm going to call you. <laughs> I'm not calling Drew. I will probably call Crystal because she'd be up, but I'm not going to call Eric because everybody's late. Like, I know who to go to for what. <laughs> and I'm not mad at the fact that Paris ain't going to come to something at 8 o'clock because it's who she is. But mm-hmm. if I'm like, 1 o'clock and we're going to go eat, she up. Yeah. Then she good. So, like, I feel like I've learned that to where I have this solid foundation of, and if I need something real quickly, I'm not texting Chelsea because I won't hear back for three business days. <laughs> like, that's just not how that's going to work. So, I think I think that's what's been beautiful about this. Yeah. And that didn't start until maybe like the last year or two. <laughs> things have started to solidify. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which happens in... Which is nice because that gives some stability, but they're like, like... Yeah. It's still... <sighs> trying it is very trying and there's still gonna be those ups and downs but it's it's getting better which is what everyone says is which i think will be a great segue into pivoting to you is they say your 20s is your 30s but with money Mm -hmm. and more stability Mm -hmm. so yes and we're gonna do things just a tad bit differently and pass it over to natalia to finish up this lovely episode or this lovely two-part episode that we have in the box on because woo, we've been talking Joe. <laughs> so to continue with the theme that TJ has presented us with, he took us on a retrospection tour <laughs> and now I'm going to take us on a 
What do they call that? <sighs> the opposite of retro. I know. That's why I was like, what? I'm trying to think of my Latin roots. This is going to take us on a future tour. <laughs> okay, there we go. Future nostalgia. <laughs> so, like TJ had mentioned that they say, I don't know who they is, and I'm hoping they write. That's the ones but... DJ Khaled is talking about. <laughs> Your 30s are your 20s with money, and I hope without the challenges. Mm -hmm. But like I said earlier, challenges keep happening. We just mm -hmm. respond to them differently. And Correct. so I think they're going to be less ups and less extremes, um, mm -hmm. but still ups and downs to say the least. And so I want to continue this talk by more so looking at what are we both expecting out of our thirties, just mm -hmm. like within each category of our life? Like what are, what are we, what are we looking at? And so mm -hmm. let's start with, let's start with the, I was about to say the most stable one, but <laughs> actually it's not, but let's start with just career and work wise. Like what are we, what are we hoping? Cause I feel like mine has, Mine has changed quite okay. a bit, um, but I'm first. interested to see what yours is. Yeah, so I feel like at the beginning, like my future, when I thought about, you know, what I wanted to do career-wise, obviously I had the interest in being a teacher, and I still do, but mm -hmm. I feel like it's kind of been pushed back a little bit now yeah. that I've taken a step into a more telehealth-centered, like, therapist okay. because I found that I really do enjoy working from home and I think that has come oh, from COVID like not COVID but it has come oh. from because I didn't really enjoy working from home too too much when I was like living with you mm -hmm. but I think now that I'm in the era of like domestication <laughs> I do enjoy it because I like doing those things mm -hmm. but I like it more that I'm able to do those things throughout the day while doing my work instead of like mm -hmm. having to work all day and still be expected to do mm -hmm. those things when I get home. I feel gotcha. like things would be a little bit different. So I am very grateful. Um, and so the teaching part, I still want to do it, but it has kind of been put on the back burner for me mm -hmm. because like I said, this has become such a widespread thing. Mm -hmm. I thought it would go away after COVID kind of had died down, but it's not. Mm -hmm. So I'm very grateful. It seems like it's here to stay. Yeah. So I, I could foresee me doing this in the long run, but I could foresee me not doing this like full time. Um, okay. But again, not working full time at this, I'm still able to support myself too. And so, yeah, no, that's where I think Work-wise, it definitely has shifted. Work-life balance is still one of my Paramount. major... Paramount. One of my major, um, you know, values when yeah. it comes to career, career and what that looks like for me. So I don't think that has shifted too, too much. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. I think, you know, I'm, I'm happy with that being kind of my future because I... Flexibility is a big thing for me, and mm. I have a lot yeah. of that with this position. Um, obviously, lending to work life balance. But <laughs> what about for you? So, for me in career, the thing that I think that I'm, I, I know for sure now 
that this is the path that I want to go down as far as career-wise. Um, and it's funny because I had a partially this conversation with someone today at work, but then also I've been thinking about this because I listened to some podcast a while ago and they talked about how this person, like they thought that they were just having all these random jobs throughout their life. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out that like, it was just preparing them for this one that they're in, which I don't recall what it was, but like everything, they would take something from a job and put it in their toolbox. Yeah. They repaired them. And so I think that I'm now in this, this career where everything makes sense. And because I've done, I've done the customer service stuff with Starbucks. And that was something I thought was just random. Like, it wouldn't make any sense. And great, I've always been good at customer service because that's just me. Like, mm-hmm. I like talking with people. But so cut Starbucks, pop that. Whoop. And then going into, what did I work next? That other job that I hated, um, that I got uh, fired from. Like, that one was, you know, slightly marketing. But also, it. I think that gave me what I don't want to do, which was we were hiding comments well part of the thing that i did during that month was hide comments from people who would say negative things Mm -hmm. and so i think going into it's like i don't want people to have these negative experiences but i didn't think about it then but then i got fired i was like thank god and then going into uh working at working in catering and you know like learning events and stuff like that and seeing the back end of it of how we're doing that and being like okay this is kind of cool i knew i had this like passion for events and stuff like that and then leaving there and getting the jobs in sales and marketing and always being in front of people and having to sell and like talk about things that, you know, maybe people don't want, but trying to get them interested in, in it and doing that for so long. And then finally getting to this position where it's literally it's colleague engagement is like basically employee retention, like getting people to come to the office to yeah. do things and wanting them to stay. And I wanted to lead this company. And it's literally a portion of everything that I've done where it's like, I'm talking to people consistently. I'm listening to the feedback of people, what they're saying and trying to make it a better experience. You're and then also them on this experience. correct. I'm also like planning events for them because mm-hmm. I've seen the back end and also selling them on why this is. So it's like sitting there. I'm like, it's funny to look at those, the paths that Led I've gone career wise and been like, this is literally, and I, again, going back to what I said before about in college, wanted to be a psychologist. I have to know what people are wanting and like have to know the mind. And that's the thing about marketing that always fascinated me was like the mind of the buyer. Yeah. And so in this and listening to people and actually having to understand what it is they want, like that puts that psychology aspect. Because I have to listen to you and mm-hmm. I have to figure out like, okay, this is what they want. How can we translate this into a memorable experience? And so I'm finally in that space of like, I know this is what I want to do. I don't know if it's going to be with this company forever, but I know that this is where I want to go. And like I've mentioned before on the show, like leaving that last job of how my career confidence was like in hell. Yeah. Because they had beaten me down for so much shit that I was attempting to do and it was all wrong in their eyes because I wasn't playing the game the way they terrible and to now get back in this place where people are like praising me for stuff that is coming natural mm-hmm. i'm just like this is where i'm supposed to be yeah and so i'm pretty sure and secure in the fact that i want to stay in this realm of work and i don't know what that's going to manifest into for my career i'm i really love where i'm working here like this company is great the people are great so i'm hoping i stay here but i think that and i think that's also helped with excuse me, where I am now in life going into my 30s is like, 
I know this is something I can fucking do. Right. And I'm doing, I'm excelling at it to the point where it's like, if some shit pop off in this job where I'm at now, I know I can take these skills and do this Apply elsewhere. elsewhere. Yeah. And so I think that and gives me a little correct how I can add to work. Adding value <laughs> to the company. And I think that is the thing that is, it's given me so much, I don't want to say comfort, but it's given me, it's assured me that regardless of what happens where I'm at, I'm going to be good. Right. And I, I I think that has helped me help. I don't want to say help my anxiety because that shit's still through the roof. But it's like, okay, we're good career-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to make it. And I still have the thing that I'm still working more so, like you were saying, on work-life balance. I'm still working on that because sometimes I get so consumed yeah. in the job that I personally don't apply. The, the job isn't telling me I need to do more, but I'm in that space of, like, I want it to be perfect. So I got to do extra hours and stuff like that. But I'm trying to get to that space of more work-life balance because I do want to, like, I enjoy doing this podcast. And I think that's where things for a while had gotten, like, (laughs) because I was like, I don't have the energy or the desire to, like, put into this, which is why we haven't had the video like we were doing for a while because we great little TikToks (laughs) and the drinks and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I don't have the willpower because... I'm giving so much to this because I feel like I have to prove myself Yeah. to where now I'm comfortable enough to be like, if y'all want me, y'all need to fight for me. And yeah. so I think I'm in that. So now I'm able to kind of back away from some things and put my energy into other things, which goes health and also into extracurricular, which will be the podcast, which y'all will see changes in season three. Thank God. <laughs> I will, I'm going to actually put forth, and it, it comes with, I've met some amazing people career-wise through this, like Bree, like still one of my good friends, and also Cassidy, like the people that I've met in this career have pushed me creatively, have pushed me business-wise, like to focus on other things and not give all of my time. And it was funny because Cassidy literally told me how she was working on some extracurricular stuff and she would be so tired and she wasn't giving it her all. And she was like, I'm literally or she was trying to do stuff for herself but also for other people and she was like she would shortchange herself because she wanted to give so much to other people because you know like you're trying to be everything for everybody else that she was like if when it came to her stuff if this was for somebody else i would stay up till one o'clock and do it for them why am i not doing this for myself right and so now i'm in that space of okay let's let's start working on these side hustles and stuff and actually putting effort into that so that's what i've been trying to get my sleep and shit together so i can actually it's a long-winded answer <laughs> of career to say I'm very excited for what this next chapter holds for me career-wise, yeah. which is the first time I think I've been that ever. Mm-hmm. So shout out to the- It's so interesting because we both had like similar journeys just with like not so great jobs, really mm-hmm. testing jobs, all that good stuff. But our end point is really different because you are more not invested in your work, but you value your work mm-hmm. and what you do because you enjoy it. And not to say that I don't enjoy what I do, mm-hmm. but it's literally like I enjoy what I do because of what I'm able to, to do, do outside. outside of Correct. it. Um, and That's you fair. are, you enjoy what you do because mm-hmm. you enjoy what you do. And I'm sure we're going to say this. And also I was thinking like my job has become, and it's funny because 
as I've tried, which we'll get into love, I'm sure, but I've tried to do this whole dating thing and people ask, oh, so why are you single? And I'm like, because I'm married to my job. <laughs> and I used to feel guilty for saying that because why do I want to make this job, you know, my everything? But then I think about some of the stuff that this job has afforded. Like, I've gone to Canada. Like, yeah. I got a passport for this job. I've traveled because this job allows it. And so I'm just like, and which is, I've told, we've had this conversation on the podcast and before, like, I never saw myself getting married. Mm-hmm. Like, I never wanted to be that person because I, and I didn't want kids because I wanted to do what I want to do. Yeah. And so, funny enough, this week, one the account director at a job was like, would you be interested in going to Trinidad? And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, why would you? Like, oh, I was just joking. But, okay, I'm glad you have that mindset because I'm like, what's holding me here? Right, right. I don't have kids. I don't have a significant other. I don't have anything that's like telling me I have to stay here. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. thank God, like my family's in good health. So I'm not like going to miss some shit. Yeah. Like I can go. And so this is why I put so much into my job is because it's when, something for you. It's something for me. And it's allowing me to do things that I dreamed of doing, yeah. like being able to travel. Granted, the money situation still ain't there yet, but we're almost there. I'm hoping. <laughs> so I'm in the space of like, yeah, let's, like put your energy into this because I don't have anything else to put besides my friends, which my yeah. friends understand because we all work. So it's like not like I'm gonna be like, oh, I gotta work today. I'm not coming do this. I'm gonna still prioritize. You my make friends, time, yeah. <laughs> but that's the only thing, other thing that I have to, you know, do is like hang out with my friends. And it's like if I don't work, I can't hang out with y'all anyway. So it's like there's a balance there. But right. yes, long word to say, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Sorry, work has been really on my mind lately. That's why I wanted to start there because I knew you had a lot to say with work. Mine, not too much. It shifted, but you Mm -hmm, know, we're good. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, so let's transition to family, being that my lovely grandmother just called (laughs) while we were speaking of our career. When the last time you talked to her, speaking of that, Um, it's been since the last that incident. Yeah, really, and she just called only because your mama went there. Well, she called one time before. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because my mom had blocked her. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, so. Boundaries. In a nutshell, because to not go too much in depth with it, I think for me, this decade of my 30s mm-hmm. is going to be where the extremes lie. With family for you? Yeah, so okay. probably some high highs and some low lows. <laughs> and I say that to say because just naturally people are getting older and whatnot mm-hmm. so like kind of how you experienced a good bit of death like in the earlier mm-hmm. eras mm-hmm. i've never experienced that okay and so aside from my great grandmother passing away and she was in her 90s when she did that and mm-hmm. so but other than that like i've never experienced that and mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure like yes. within this decade, I'm I'm sure because yeah. like people are getting older mm-hmm. and health is declining and you know so I think family wise it's gonna be a good shifty difty um, mm-hmm. for a lot of people especially my mom so mm-hmm. that is going to be interesting um, to see kind of how things go because things right now are just <laughs> you know they're dying and so yeah. but I think a lot of t- too it will be a good bit of highs because like family is starting to grow like you got a nephew like right? i have a nephew and so i'm gonna I'm, he's gonna be growing within this ideas, so. <laughs> within this decade for me and so i think i really will be able to 
showcase my my skills. Um, well, so that would be another category. <laughs> I would be able to showcase my auntie skills and like, you know, really live it up in that aspect. Yeah. And I'd imagine they probably have another kid or so like within that time the too. So years. it's going to be, I think that's going to be where the highs will come. But I think it, it's going to be some sad times, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's, it's to be expected, but it's still going to be Still going to make it easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. What um, about you for family? For me, for family, I, I'm the only, this is sad, the only death that I am anticipating in this is my great-grandfather because he's 101. Yeah. But I mean, it's like also not that close, but also you've lived a full life. Right. So it's like, I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, because you've lived. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, I think this era or this I'm tired of saying era because it sounds like I'm saying error. This decade. This decade, I because of piggybacking on careers and wanting to be more financially stable on my own. I think this will be the era that I repair family mm. because I don't. And this is gonna sound bad, but I don't need them. You have more to stand on. Yes, and so I think this will be the era where some of those relationships are repaired. Or I'm, which I've already started being more honest in things, but I think it's just being like, if I don't like something, I'm going to say it because mm-hmm. what you going to do, <laughs> you know? But I think that's helpful. It is. You could just choose not to do that ever. Correct. But I think, you and know. And I, I think that'll be the biggest change in things. I, one of the things that I really, I really want to reconnect with my sister. Um, and we've like talked, you know, like about surface level shit but mm-hmm. there's so much since we've I mean, we haven't we've never lived together ever and so there's so much of her life that i'm so curious about but also am so weird about asking yeah that i want to and i think that that's something that i definitely want to uncover I, and i'm not opposed granted me and my brother are okay but I, I'm very curious of his life. I don't know what the fuck he got going on in life. Um, so there's that. Uh, just getting closer with people here. Just get yeah. I think this will be the era. I'm entering my soft life era. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very interested to 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 strengthen bonds that I have, and then almost just because I'm coming from a place of just being of not needing but wanting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so i think that'll change how the approach is mm-hmm. and hopefully that will change the approach of the people on the receiving end of realizing like he is an adult yeah like it's not like he need like it's so i'm, I'm hopeful i'm uh, my favorite thing cautiously optimistic <laughs> is my thing that i think um so that's where i am with family i don't plan on starting a family <laughs> at any point throughout this era uh which I guess that will go more into love yeah. more than anything. So I'll wait on that. But as far as family, I think that's, that's, yeah, that's where we are with family. Okay. I think that's where I'll go. Well, keeping the same trend of just relationships, let's mm-hmm. move to just friends and social life. What do you hmm. envision that looking like going into your 30s? The 30s. I'm hopeful that all of the friendships that I have stay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, it sounds bad 
thinking it out loud, but I'm also like, I'm not interested in making new friends. Mm-hmm. However, I think I want to. Not saying getting rid of my other, but it's just like, I feel like, especially with me being one of the few of my friends that are in Houston, mm-hmm. it's like, I need to make more friends out here. Yeah. Um, just so that I have, I'm not sitting in my house all the damn time. Um, so I think that's where I'm at. I'm I'm literally good with the friends that I have. So it's, again, coming from that place of not needing but wanting. Yeah. Um, so I think just, like, expanding my social circle of things and, yeah, just meeting more like-minded people. I think that's what... Because I, I have the friends now that will challenge me. So I don't need friends that are, like, completely opposite of me. I just need some more people that are like me that I can, you know, go out. If I want to go have a drink, like, let's go have a drink. Because yeah. if I was in San Antonio, I know I would be drinking all the time because Drew and April and Ariel... All of them are out there. But then I'm at the point where it's like, oh, yeah, I need to meet some people here. And I think that would help me being social because I'm so not social. And everyone is always so shocked when I say these things. But I'm so shy and don't like putting myself out there. Yeah. I literally go to work and I come home. The most I do is go to a movie by myself. But I ain't got to talk to nobody <laughs> there. I go eat with myself. It was funny because Drew was just telling me about how last night because he's out here. Well, he's in the Orleans town. But how he went to Cheddar's and sat at the bar. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll go eat by myself all the time, but I'm not sitting at the bar. Yeah. I'm going to get a booth <laughs> tucked off somewhere. And so I think I just need to get better at just socializing mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. of my friend group. Because whenever I'm in social settings and my friend group isn't there, or there's people around, i.e. the gender reveal, that I'm not comfortable around, mm-hmm. I will run. Yeah. Like, which I did. <laughs> I will run and not care. I'll just be like, I'm okay. And I think that's the, the double-edged sword. I'm okay with being alone. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I don't want to be around somebody, I'm going to just go be by myself and be fine. So, yeah. yeah. But I think that's that's the thing I'm looking forward to with friends in this era. What about you? I think for me, for friends and just like social life in general, like I'm looking forward to friends creating their families of their own just to be able to Mm. be incorporated in it a bit more like I think you know I've talked about this just since moving home I've been around Chelsea way more and been able to be around her two kids and just like it's just been fun just kind of seeing them Mm -hmm. like literally call me nanny nat and like (laughs) then see pictures like they look at pictures that we have when we were in high school of like me knowing their mom like it's just mm-hmm. so different it's so it's nice it's really you know kind of heartfelt and so i'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that friends wise i'm kind of like you like i don't need new friends but i'm open to making just more connections with people yeah. um just to kind of like have the ability just to go do you know random things and so i think friends and like social life wise for me, for my 30s, I think I want to not necessarily replicate mm-hmm. like when I was living in Houston, like going out and stuff oh, like okay. that. But I think I want to move more towards that just a little bit. Okay. I don't want it how it was. No replication. <laughs> but I think I want Tweak to incorporate <laughs> a little bit more of like fun stuff Mm -hmm. because I feel like lately my fun stuff has just been like going out to eat or you know and like you know that's fun trust me don't get me wrong (laughs) and then like you know people come into the house which I love too Mm -hmm. but I think I want to do more of like being social 
being social, but maybe not even being social. And this kind of goes into the love aspect of it too, which that would be the next one. Mm-hmm. But doing more activities mm-hmm. like painting night or whatnot. And I like I said, these things could be at uh-huh. my house with my friends mm-hmm. and family, but I just want to incorporate more of those. Right. Like I want to go to an escape room. I want to go Ooh. to, you know, bowling Absolutely. and just I want to do more things like mm-hmm. that. Um, I it, don't mind a good bar scene every now and then because I, I love a good bar. Mm-hmm. Lounges, yeah, I think my mm, I'm that I'm still open to that too. But I feel like we have a lounge setting like at our house, right? right. Um, <laughs> but I I think I just want to incorporate more activities mm-hmm. that fill me as opposed to like drain drain. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I remember my mom's 30th birthday and the only reason I remember because I was sick and she left me <laughs> and I will never forget this uh, she had left because she went out with her friends and I stayed with my grandmother and I got sick and I had to go to the urgent care and, the, and she wouldn't answer her phone that's random um, but I remember blaming her for a long I was always holding it against her like you weren't there for me but then now that I'm thinking of in my 30s if I had a child I'm in the streets <laughs> <laughs> Like, I would be gone, too, so I understand. And I think that's another thing of going into friends, like, where we're at, um, is it's weird because you were saying, like, you know, clubs and stuff like that. I feel like, and Jay-Z has a lyric in Forever Young, it's like, younger gets younger every year. And I think, like, we always say, like, at 40, I don't want to be out at the bar and stuff like that because right now when we were growing up, we see these old people at the bar and you're like, y'all old. But then I'm like, I feel like this social culture is so much different now than it was back then. So it's like, I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing. I don't see myself maybe being out like I am now when I'm 40. But 40 seems to get younger. Like you look at people who are 50 and you like, damn, y'all still fine. Mm -hmm. And it's like back when we was 50, it was like, damn, y'all look like y'all been through it. Um, So (laughs) I don't know. I can't say what's going to happen like socially yeah and i guess that kind of ties into friends in a sense but in the next decade of going from 30 to 40 but i think the thing that is cool about our generation of people is i don't feel like there's as much pressure Mm -hmm. to stick to what happened before it's like we've almost kind of rewritten our things because we're stuck in the the middle generation of we've seen what our parents did we see what these young ass kids is doing we know we don't want to do that (laughs) so we're kind of redefining what it is to be these ages as we go through Mm -hmm. them and maybe our parents felt the same way i don't know because i've never had this conversation with them at all but i think that's gonna be fun to see like what happens socially and yeah. with the, these aspects of our lives as we grow older that we thought I'm never doing that when I'm that age. And then here we are at this age doing, doing this that. and it being like normal. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see that. And I, I hope that plays into the friend thing. Cause I'll be, I'll be going off topic, but in the social aspect of like relationships with people and friends and, going out and having good times, even if it is with a Because I want to be, I mean, we're, cool we're talking about this decade, <laughs> but right. I want to be able to still go out. But mm-hmm. again, I think it's a difference between going out all the time and not having everything in order Yeah, to like going out once every now and then just to be able to have fun. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to be boring. I don't mm-hmm. want to be, but I'm do. I i I'm not a type of person to go, go, go all the time either. 
So I just want like that happy medium. And I think during my 30s, it's going to mellow out to mm-hmm. where I know what that looks like. And again, 30s is 20s with money. So I have the ability to, to do, do it so. while also taking care of your shit yeah. and not it being like, I'm spending my rent money on this. Literally. It's like, I'm, I pay my rent and I'm doing this because nigga, I we can. ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so yes. now, venturing. before you go into that, Uh-oh. let's take a break because I do need to go to the restroom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be right back after a quick water break. <laughs> what our 30s will look like love-wise. Um, do you want to start? Mm-mm, I'll let you start. Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so for me, I would hope my 30s brings about like really intentional, valuable time with the person I could see my, you know, forever with. Fatura. Um, you know, as we were talking about in earlier errors of our lives, I definitely um, had fun mm. and dated around and all that good stuff. I think I'm definitely at the, the space in my life where I do want, like, more stability and consistency mm-hmm. and compatible I'm not compatible I want companionship okay um and so I think for me I can envision my 30s I would hope to be married within Throughout my 30s okay. yeah um the concept of kids <laughs> definitely has changed for me <laughs> um just with you know the introduction of really being a bonus mom as well as being an actual aunt and just experiencing so many different things that come with that. Like literally between like childbirth, between just kind of just raising toddlers, between mm-hmm. coordination and dealing with family, like all of those things. I don't know, like I as much as I would love someone who looks like me and comes from me. <laughs> I honestly think my 30s, I've become more selfish. Selfful. And I, selfful. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a good thing because I'm mm-hmm. I, I'd rather realize this now right. than not because you do have to become a lot selfless. Mm-hmm. when you have a child yep. and it's not to say that I'm not capable because I am more than capable I know I would be a great mom but it's just like do I want that commitment to that extent like I would have to literally not plan but really utilize my village just to be mm-hmm. able to do what I want to do and I think that's possible and so I mean I'm pretty sure I will have a kid mm-hmm. 
but I don't see it within the near future right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's okay too. I think that's something that has changed within our generation. Society. Is like mm-hmm. you don't have to pop like, out thirteen kids. Yeah, you don't have to pop <laughs> kids. You don't have to start when you eighteen. Right. Like people are, you know, maybe having their first kid like within their thirties. Mm-hmm. Side note onto that: if you guys have not watched, um, crap, what is it called? The clock or something? Clocking? What? <laughs> it's on Hulu. And it's you a movie. It's it. so weird. But it's literally about that. Like the fact that this lady like goes to a retreat because she, something is wrong with her. Her clock is wrong because she doesn't want kids. So she goes to this retreat mm. and they like brainwash you to want kids. And your clock starts ticking. Again, but it goes back to say like Okay. It's okay if I don't want kids. Like right. I like I'm gonna be just fine. Mm-hmm. So, anywho's, I say all of that. That's kind of what my I'm envisioning for my love era to be. I love um, that word now. Yeah. Era. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. It's an era, Kim. What about you? Um, for your thirties, what does love look like for seizures? <laughs> so I've been adamant since as long as I can remember of never wanting marriage. And I think a lot of that has to do as I've gotten older and, you know, trauma response to my parents' marriage was not great. Um, And seeing how much happier they were as friends. Mm -hmm. And then also my grandmother, my dad's mom, was with her boyfriend of Randy, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, For Italy passed in... 2018. I don't know when this man passed, but they've been together, maybe even 2020. I don't know, but they've been together forever. They were never married. And she had been married before and she was like, mm-mm. And then I saw my dad, who him and Nancy's dated for 10 years before getting married and saw how it was just like, marriage isn't really, doesn't define anything. So I never wanted to get married. I don't think, I still kind of hold that stance. Um, I'm not opposed to being with someone because companionship, you know, like even now, like I get lonely as fuck sometimes, but I don't know if I want to get married. Yeah. That's fair. I don't know if I feel as though like that, that piece of paper, I don't want you to feel bound to me because of this, because, and I've listened to like podcasts and people relate couples talk about how it's like, once you're married, it's like, it changes things because like now Whereas if you were dating this person, you could walk away and it's fine. But now because you're married, you feel like you have to put in this extra work to make it work. But I feel like yes and no, because I feel like a lot of people don't. Correct. And so it's like you get married to get divorced. Like I'm not doing that. And so I think Mm -hmm. it all goes in the mindset. And I think for me, because I, and it's not that I hate love. I value love so highly that I won't get married to someone that I believe I won't be with for forever. Yeah. And so I'd rather just, <laughs> I'd rather just stay in this cohabitation space and love you and give you everything without that. And I know that's probably fucked up for some people to have that mindset of just like, then why not just get married? If you believe this, well, because I've been, I've been done dirty too many times in life <laughs> for where I have always been that good person and like lived and like tried to abide by these things of faithfulness and blah, 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 blah yeah. for the other person to not. And so I don't want to get into that space of 
doing this thinking I, everything's gonna be great and then they don't so i'm sure that's trauma responses to shit and it's funny because you haven't watched run the world right mm-hmm. you have okay oh, i forgot to tell you that yeah you, okay so i watched season one i haven't started season two yet which is only like one or two episodes at this point but the i was talking to someone and i'm not gonna put the name out there because i don't know if they're significant other listens to this or not so i don't want to throw anything out there but they asked me they was they were watching it because i had told them to watch it and they were like would you have told your significant other that you cheated that close to the wedding? Mm-hmm. And my answer was like, I'm torn because I wouldn't want to start a marriage on a lie. Mm-hmm. But also I think that she waited too long after it happened to say it. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have caused problems because you could see she was acting different. Right. And their response was, I wouldn't have told. I wouldn't have. And okay, and that's fair because you're not, but my thing in that is, I think, and that's why I'm so iffy on this love shit is because, and I think their response was like, he worshiped the ground that she walked on. You don't want to ruin that. But then again, that wouldn't be my response. Okay. And that's where I'm like, but again, you worship the ground because they have this perception, but it's like, if I can't marry you being my wholesale flaws and all, I don't want this shit. Yeah, I hear you. And so that's where I've been in that space for the longest time, and which is why I think dating for me has been so hard because I I was just thinking about this earlier. It's like the reason why now dating is so hard with me is because I'm so reserved Mm -hmm. now in dating because I know if I give, I'm going to give you everything. Yeah. And I need to see you give me all that before I give it to you because once I start, I don't stop. Yeah. And you could be doing God knows what. And so I think that's why I'm in the space of like, I'm giving my all to work. Yeah. Instead of giving it to a person, which is weird because work is literally just multiple persons. <laughs> um, to where I'm like, I, I don't want to put my, I don't want to open myself up to that anymore because I've been that, like growing up wanting to be in the, mm-hmm. you know, the, all that bullshit. It's where I'm just like, now like, mm-mm. And that's why I feel like we're different. We've always been different kind of mm-hmm. on this concept. But I think like that's where I'm different in the sense of like my view on dating and relationships mm-hmm. is almost not completely opposite Pause. of yours. Why wouldn't you have told Ola? <laughs> well, I'll say that to say this. Like, I think my view of relationships is, is very different and I feel like more realistic to who people are as human mm, beings. Okay. I feel like my expectations have been not compromised, but adjusted okay. to rea- reality. Okay. And not just reality from like a man's standpoint, but reality mm. from my standpoint and mm-hmm. like what I want too. And no, I'm not talking about, and there's nothing against this, but I'm mm-hmm. not talking about polygamy or anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I do want to be with one person, mm-hmm. um, which again, nothing against that. But for me y'all personally, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think I'm more open in the, the aspect of like, you can love someone wholeheartedly and choose to be with them and still I'm be still attracted to somebody oh, else. And a thousand percent. But I would want, that's where the companionship Communication. Aspect. I would want the mm-hmm. openness, the friendship. Like, I yes. think that's what I yes. want. And so, yes. like, all of those things come with that. But with that being said, mm-hmm. that's why I wouldn't tell 
Oh. My significant other. We don't say oh, we don't want to say significant other. We want to cause some drama. <laughs> Just because I think in her situation, mm-hmm. she knew that this some was something that wasn't going to happen again. She knew that this mm-hmm. was a kind of one and done like situation, mm-hmm. and that she really messed up, and like mm-hmm. this wasn't something that she got a taste of, and now wants, and it now wants it again, right? So for it to be so close to this significant like Mm -hmm. event in their life, getting married, Mm -hmm. I feel like her telling him was very selfish because it was just to To relieve her of the guilt. But now you just put this onto him for someone who viewed you in this way. Mm -hmm. And now their view is jaded when this is not an indication of who you who are you as are. a person. It just that's means fair. that you're human. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I think that's where the thing is of, with me when it comes to love and what I'm expecting, and again, not saying that I won't end up dating and being with someone, but I, I want the foundation of whatever I'm in to be friendship and communication. Absolutely. Same. And I think so much of, I mean, and what I've seen with even relationships of the that I've seen with uh, like family and stuff like that, like it's been that. Mm-hmm. But then I see, I've seen other instances where it's not that, and there's always some shady shit going on. And I think that's it's like you see one thing on one hand, it's the other, and it's just like I don't want that extreme. But how feasible is this extreme? Mm-hmm. And so it's like finding that middle thing. And I think it's almost just protecting myself of just like, I've been the naive one. Mm-hmm. I don't, I've never been the the sneaky one because you know, I'm going to just let you know because communication to me is key. Oh, I've been both. And I think that's where I've come, come into to the have middle. a realistic right. like, understanding. And when I come to this realistic understanding, it's like, hmm, this is kind of what I <laughs> have wanted. Like, mm-hmm. but nobody. Yeah. And so... I think for you, yeah, you definitely, and maybe that will come with, you know, the work that you want to make within this decade of your life with mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. That would Possibly. probably help. Possibly this heal year. some shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm still pretty set on that. No children, though. Yeah. I don't, and I think a lot of that comes from, I was the oldest by 10 years. Like, I helped raise my brother, my cousins, and stuff like that. I don't want, I've raised these things. And I'm in the space of, and I raised them forcibly. Like I wasn't, it wasn't an option. It was like, you gonna do this. And so now I'm in the space of, as I've gotten older as well, like being selfish of, I I want to put myself first. Yeah, exactly. I want to put myself first because for so long in my life, everyone else came before teach. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm in the space of, I'm gonna do what I want to do because it's what I want to do. And I think that has kind of made waves throughout my life in so many different ways. Like when it was family, friends and stuff like that. And it's been, it's boundaries. Uh, Putting those in is like the people that respect those, the people that I've gravitated towards and the people that always had issues with me finally putting myself first are the people that have fallen off. Right. And so I think that same thing in love is just like, if I can show up as my whole self with a person and they accept that and are able to give me that, then I, maybe it'll happen, but mm-hmm. I'm not like looking for it anymore. Yeah. Like it would be nice. It's like, you know, like ice cream. Mm-hmm. Let's go with that. Mm-hmm. It's like ice cream. I would love ice cream. Ice cream would totally be great with a cherry on top. <laughs> but if I don't have that cherry, I'm still gonna eat this fucking ice cream. <laughs> like I think that's that's where I am. So love will be the cherry. If the cherry happens, it's not, but my life is still gonna be great regardless yeah. of that cherry. Yeah. Okay. Well, kind of wrapping up all of those categories, I guess my last one would be just like, 
overall personally wise mm-hmm. like where where do you see i guess the personal growth and or not <laughs> happening <laughs> within this next decade um i i'm really interested and this is a question that i wanted to ask before this episode even started that i think would have tied it in is i am look oh, before i start do you feel like you know yourself now i feel like i'm in that process of learning myself i do mm-hmm. think i'm closer to learning myself yes. and that's where i literally think i'm interested for this next next decade to really further understand who i am Mm -hmm. as a person and i think it's the first time for me that i'm doing it without restrictions yeah and i've started that process like i said once i moved here on my own but i'm interested to go further in that because of one having more financial stability Mm -hmm. to actually do things having more friendships ability knowing more so what I want out of love and life. And then also being in the space of like not having the, the, oh fuck, what is the word? Not restrictions, not having the parameters of family. Yeah. Like actually just doing it freely and mm-hmm. figuring out and being able to make those mistakes and being able to mentally be able like have those conversations of like, you're going to fuck up. Yeah. Like it's part of what's going to happen and being like, if it does, like, you know what to do to get up. So it's like, again, using those tools that we've learned throughout all these eras or whatever, or decades of our lives and just being like, it's time to do what makes you happy. I think that's, maybe that's what the fuck it is. It's just (laughs) (laughs) the long-winded way of saying, I think I'm in that space of like, like I said, putting myself first and doing what makes me happy and not caring Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. about how it affects other people to an extent because I know the people that are around me want that for me too. And the right. same way that I want that for all the people that are around me. It's like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And people are like, oh, he acting different. Cause this is like, look at Teach, look at him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like one of those moments. And so I'm super excited for, and I don't know when I hit that point of being excited about it. Cause even we joke about it, like dreading our thirties. Cause, oh, we're about to be old as fuck. But something happened. I don't know what the fuck it was to where I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it for yeah, the first time. I am too. And I think it's because we hear your 30s and your 20s with money. And then it was like, nigga, we broke. <laughs> so no, I don't see that. And now I'm finally starting to see that tide kind of change of yeah. like, maybe them niggas was right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's finally starting to happen. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm super excited to start investing more into my mental health and my physical health. And again, just doing stuff that makes me happy, but also things that nourish me Yep. for yep. the first time instead of wanting to make sure everybody else is okay. Because mm-hmm. I, like I said, I think that a lot of my life was doing for others and wanting to make sure you good, you good. I ain't worried about me, you good. And time to finally looking in that mirror like, nigga, is you good? Yeah. No. <laughs> what, what the fuck we gonna do? And so now we're on that journey of figuring out what the fuck we gonna do to get teach to good. the happiness. Yes, finally. What about you? Literally echo everything that she just said. <laughs> I think to a T, like that's literally, I want to just learn myself more, continue to grow and, mm-hmm. and just learn who I am becoming as a person. Like you mm-hmm. said, kind of nourish yourself mentally, physically, emotionally. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that I would add or not add, but emphasize for me is I could see this decade being like, 
really truly being confident in my skin and so mm, yes y'all know how i am just like body image wise like that has been a roller coaster Literally but so. i honestly think that this like decade and shoot even starting now so a little bit of little precursor to my my 30s hey, we close we're close <laughs> especially me yeah but i've been i i've been feeling more confident in my skin even though i'm not where i was Same. but i think i'm not even like so for instance last night alone by myself just kind of recharging as I was watching All American. Um, <laughs> Which I texted you. <laughs> looking through my pictures, just scrolling through my pictures. Because mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like looking on Instagram or TikTok or anything like that. So I was just scrolling through my pictures on my iPad. And it was just, you know, there's a lot or whatever. And I was like, I recall myself looking at pictures when I was skinnier. Mm -hmm. And my thought was, oh, I, I was that skinny, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. My thought was, mm, I can get back to that. Like the perspective it was a changed. different perspective and I was like, wow, like I wasn't so hard on myself. So I think for me, I'm finally not trying, I'm I'm not chasing something that I had in the past, mm -hmm. but creating something that it will be just as good and or better yeah. than what I've experienced. And, and so that's I think you I'm can, at. you'll echo this too. I think when back then when we were smaller in those times, we were smaller, different eras. I don't, were we doing it healthy? So I will say this last time oh, I that I was, because I was you working were. out were. at Orange Theory yes, constantly. quite often. But I will say that there were unhealthy bouts in it because mm -hmm. I was working out so much and I was, I was looking good mm -hmm. and I was going out a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I was drinking a lot, but not really eating because I wasn't hungry. Mm -hmm. And, but I would, I was supplementing with um, protein bars because those were on the go <laughs> yes, like literally was. to like I'm, I'm I was on the go all, all the, time. the time and so I will say it was unhealthy to the extent that I was like that going out and working out was like a unhealthy uh, that, like, association yeah okay um so to speak so now I do want to incorporate all of that but, but I think in a much better I think that's my way. thing is I'm looking I remember back then like wanting the quick fixes yeah. of doing stuff. And now I'm in the the process of like, I need to make lifestyle changes right. to where it is a sustainable thing. And I think as much as I was trying to like lose all this stuff quick for LA, but then now I'm in the space of like, I want, I want to overhaul my life to be healthier overall mm -hmm. for longevity, mm -hmm. not just for, I want to be skinny for this moment to yeah. do this. It's like, I want this for my life. Mm -hmm. And so I think that mindset has changed for me too, as I've gotten, literally now yeah, <laughs> going into the 30s of wanting yeah so I'm, I'm i'm excited which is i i'm i'm excited for the excited outlook that i have yeah yeah same. it's like ooh, you know and again mm -hmm. we were in those phases of like oh 30 cringe we're old but then now it's like i'm excited for what's to come i am too yeah for the for the first time in forever. Oh, but wait. Oh, you haven't seen Little Mermaid, but in it, um, oh shit, there's a song called, I don't know if it's called For the First Time, but Hallie sings a new song. Oh, I'm going to play it after we get up here because I don't remember how it goes, but it's literally about the same 
thing about well, it's about meat. She's gonna meet him mm-hmm. for the first time. So she sings that, but that's Liz. Like we're about to meet our thirty year old selves for the first time, and it's so exciting and we're <laughs> exciting. Sadly for her, it doesn't go up very well. Um, but for us, it will. Yes, because yes. positivity. Positivity. Yes. So is there anything since this was yours? Is there anything that you want to end with? No, I think that, that was a good kind of segue from our tour mm-hmm. in the past to now our great, the great beyond, great beyond, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, and so that's kind of you know what I wanted to touch bases on, and I think it was a great way just to kind of wrap everything wrap it all together. Up. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And I think we've talked long enough. So, yeah. So, be sure to follow us on social medias, Instagram and TikTok, even though we've been lacking. Follow us at Crazy Little Pod. Um, but definitely send us a comment below. Let us know on our social medias what some of these things resonate, how, if these things resonated with you, what mm-hmm. you felt like in these eras of life. If you are like us and you're 93 babies and you're about to approach that 30, what are you looking forward to in your 30s? Or what has shaped you to this era, since that's the thing we've been using, <laughs> era of life that you're in now. And let us know. We want to we wanna hear, because I, I know we aren't the only ones, because we talk to our friends about these things, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that there's, oh, but I said, we're the only two left, but no, Chelsea. Chelsea's still 29. Literally next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so yeah, let us know. And then if you have questions and all this stuff, we'll still take those. Ask crazy little pot at Gmail if you want to leave a comment via email because you know some of us shy like I was. You can send us an email at crazy little pot at Gmail. And I think that's all that I have. Be sure to check out our episode on uh, the Men and Melanin podcast because it is an out now and it's actually a good conversation mm-hmm. that we had with these lovely young men. Um, but anything else you want to add before we roll out of here, Miss? Natalie, I don't think I'm forgetting anything. No, I think of, we touch bases on everything. Literally that we need to. everything mm-hmm. under the sun. Literally. <laughs> but on that note, I guess we can say that after this lovely episode, we have one last episode before our season finale, yes. which will be a shoot the shit episode. So don't be expecting all the topics uh for the season. Cause what are we tired? Time. Because what are we about to be? 30. Woo! So we're taking that break. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so be sure to tune in um in two weeks for the final episode of season two. Um, but on that note, we will see y'all next time for the finale. Bye. Bye.